0: Welcome, this is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are, tuning into the show. It's Friday night. Show this out, show this out, show this out. All right, there I am. For those of you listening on the MP4 uh, uh, version, you can see my ugly mug right there on the screen. You can see I have a guest. Wait a minute, which way am I pointing? That way. <laughs> <laughs> I have a guest with us here today, right? It's been a long time since I've had guests on. I don't do that very often. These days, I'm too busy yapping my own flapper. We do the guests usually on uh, Skull Island, uh, which we have some guests that were lining up for Skull Island on Wednesday, right? On Friday, guys, just so you guys know, I'm going to start doing the Law of one again. I'm going to revisit that. I did that starting in 2017. It took me two years and 10 months to go through all six books, 106 channeling sessions. I've gone back and I've looked at it and I've started listening to it again and reading it again. My vibrational level is in a completely different place now. And I'm seeing things in there that I didn't see before, which is what I expected. So now I'm thinking I need to go back and revisit that and talk about it again. So I am going to do that. And I'm still making that uh, documentary that's going to be like having a lot of visuals that have to do with the hero with a thousand faces that uh, Joseph Campbell wrote. And I'm going to start showing how all the Dead Sea Scrolls and all the different scrolls around uh, the world are coinciding and, and how they coincide. So you'll get to see the comparison, like if you look at the book of Philip, the, the, the scrolls of Philip and the scrolls of Thomas, they're almost identical word for word. There's not much. To, uh, you could literally listen to one and then go back and listen to the other one right after. I just did that today, by the way. And they're they're literally uh, word for word the same things. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, and a bunch of uh, things that Jesus said. Not bad things, but good things. But those two books interchangeable. Okay. So I have a guest here, and I'm going to look on the screen to make sure I say it right, right? I have Hanal, and we said your name was, I, uh, I see, I'm, I'm not going to mess it up. I say your name. You Say your last name, please.
1: Anyakska.
0: See, Anyaksa. I, I should have said that 10 times, right? You <laughs> yeah. say it 10 times, you get it right. I only said it four or five. I should have said it 10. That's Should have right. while I said it, right? <laughs> right? So, so I apologize for that. Uh, okay. Right. yeah, That's like my last name with two L's. People always want to drop one L off. I'm like, it's not a typo. So my, my name has become O apostrophe. N you know, I got to say the apostrophe because that's actually a letter in the Irish uh, language. O apostrophe N E I L L not a typo. So my last name is that long now. O apostrophe N E I L L not a typo. <laughs> that's what I have to say every time I do it, because people just drop that L off every right. time. Like, yeah. It's the ancient spelling of O'Neill and it has two L's. I just went to go and pick up really quickly, and then we'll get into having you talk. I uh, sure. went to go and pick up groceries at the curbside for Walmart, and I went to a Walmart over here in Rancho Cordova. I live in uh, in uh, right outside of Sacramento in, one of the, in, in Carmichael, a little suburb of Sacramento. That's the state capital of California. And we went over there to pick that up, and this girl comes walking out. She was almost 6 foot tall. She must have been 18, 19, maybe 20. 6 foot tall, thin as a rail. She comes walking out, and she goes, "O'Neill," And I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, your first name's Leonard? And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, O'Neal's my last name as well. I said, do you spell it with two L's? She goes, I do. And you're the only person I've ever met that spells it with two L's. I said, we're cousins. And so we got to talk, and I said, somewhere along the line, your family and mine, we're second, third, or fourth cousins, man. So we were talking, and she and I was giving her a little bit of our background of our family. And she was like, I didn't know any of that. I'm like, you need to look our family heritage up. You'll be, you'll be impressed. We're Vikings, and we're badass. So, But she was like, two L's, two L's. She said, I thought it was wrong. I thought it was my brother. Her brother's name is Liam. And my name being Leonard, she thought when she saw the L and the E, she thought, wait a minute, Liam? She thought her brother was coming to pick up groceries. She's like, who's this guy? Leonard O'Neill. Oh, my God. We're cousins. Anyway, okay. So let's get into you people already saying hi in the chat. For those of you who are here, please share this out, share this out, share this out. You guys know the drill, right? I've already, I'm, We're broadcasting this, simulcasting this on YouTube, on Orion Rising on Facebook, and on uh, Psychic uh, Reading and Development on Facebook as well. And then after the show, I will be uh, uh, putting the MP3 broadcast out to the rest of the planet, anywhere anyone listens to an MP3 podcast. And if I'm not there, go to... Uh, podbean.com slash Orion Rising and the RSS number is there for you to copy and take to whatever app you use, your provider will accept it because they don't want you leaving their app to listen to my show. So then they you can you can literally give them the RSS number and my show will automatically go there live every time I publish it so that you can listen to it on your platform and they won't lose you going to another platform. Trust me, it works. I'm listening to in over 60 countries because of that. On places that I have no idea how they got on that platform cuz somebody copied and pasted it. Okay, so let's get to you, right? Let's let's start with and I, and I always ask this question and I prepped you a little bit uh, prior. Let's go back at least in this lifetime, but if you want if you know other lifetimes, you can go and talk about all that as much as you want. The viewers here will love that. Uh, at least in this lifetime, when did you realize you had abilities? What were they, how did that progress, and when did you when did you have your awakening? Did it all happen at once, or did it happen slowly over time? I know that's a, a lot of questions, but I'll shut up and let you just run with all of that, okay?
1: Sure. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah. So as far as this lifetime, um, one of the first memories that I've been able to recollect uh, was actually – being in my bedroom as an infant and seeing um, my guardian sing to me until my mother came into the room um, oh wow,
0: nice how old were you at that time
1: I believe I was I was one and a half months old
0: wow that's crazy all right continue Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run out for just one second because I forgot to turn on something for my mother to watch. She's okay. going to get bored with what she has on. So you go ahead and continue. I can hear you because I'm just going around the corner. Okay. And then I'll pop back in.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay.
0: sounds good. Yeah. So please it. continue with that. One and a half years old, listen, guys in the crowd, listen to that, right? And hello to you people out there that did say hello. Denise said hello. Uh, Julie said hello. Reese said hello. Kathy said hello. Who else? I don't know if there's anybody else, but if you guys are out there, say hello to us so we know that you're in the chat. All right, I'll be right back. You go ahead and continue, and I'm okay. going to go and turn something on for my mother that she'll like.
1: Okay, sounds good. Um, and so, from that recollection, I realized that I was always connected to divine energy, um, but I had actually repressed that memory until just recently. So the first actual memory, except for the ones that I've recollected, um was when I was a little child, um, and I was actually on the side of the fence. I grew up in a country town, and so I was in between uh, a horse pasture and a cow pasture. And I would go up to the horse pasture fence every day. Um, I believe I was four, um, and actually connect with this horse, um, and and I could I could hear it inside of my head talking like kind of like we're talking now, um, but it wasn't actually speaking because that would be crazy unless you are into BoJack the horseman show and then you don't understand that. But um, so no, I never shared this with anyone because for a long time I just thought, okay, this is normal. And so I never shared it as something that was odd um, until I started to spend time around other children. Um, And then I realized that for some reason, I found them to not be as, as aware as I was, especially where I'm from, not to dog anyone, but small country town. Um, and the children just kind of do what their parents do and they are grow up and have children, get married, whatever. Um, I started to realize that I was more aware than the other children because I would say things and they would just look at me like I can't comprehend. Um, so I started to realize before I knew what the word was that clear cognizance was my main, my main, you know, skill, you know, right. sense.
0: and you didn't uh, even understand the word, did you at the time? But no, you knew what it meant. I had, you no knew that, idea. that was something that meant you were, that was your skill, right?
1: Right. Yes. So I was just basically, it was hard to relate to other, other children, Um, and then I started to, even in the cliques of friends, I would kind of end up being like the, 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 the leader as it were, um, just because I would come up with solutions and strategies that the others weren't really figuring out the same time I started to, uh, get bullied because, because I was weird.
0: Uh, (laughs) anyone who's in any way nefarious, If they're narcissistic in any way, they immediately see you as the enemy and they start trying to take advantage of you even more than they would other people. That's been I'm sure that's been your life. I bet that's happened over and over by people because that's normal for those of us who are in this industry to have that happen to us. Anyway, continue.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And and that was I mean, I was actually voted most unique in middle school and high school um, because people just thought I was weird Um, but I also was bullied a lot, especially in high school. People would call me a witch and all these things, which I never really, I actually never really understood that because I didn't see myself as different, but everyone was projecting that I was different. Yeah. Um, and then around that time I realized, um, so my father passed away suddenly and I started to realize, um the complexity of life even more so and how important death was. And, um, that really spiraled me into, um, a lot of trauma. Um, also a lot of self discovery. And I started to realize that I was becoming more and more, um, Claire alien as well. Um, no, Claire audience as well. So even more, so I would go out into the woods, especially like the forest, Um, When I was felt alone, which I I usually did because I was an angsty teen Um, and spend time there. And I would hear these voices at the time. I didn't realize that the voices were actually the plants. (laughs) I didn't realize that they were actually speaking to me. Right. Um, I thought that there's just voices and then I'm around trees. It took me a long time after uh, to realize that that I could communicate with. With plants right. and, and I had a
0: similar thing happen when I was a kid and I thought it was, I was up camping and I thought that what I was hearing was the actual people that were coming. Cause I, I was, I was aware that a long ways off was another group. We were, with, I was at camping with the school and we had a counselor with us and I stopped everybody. And I said, wait, listen, I said, there's people down in that Valley and they're coming this way. I thought I was hearing them. What I was hearing was similar. I was hearing the plants and trees telling me that there's people coming th- that this way. And I thought that that was them talking. And I just assumed that. So I didn't know that either at the time. And I think I was about nine or ten, I think, when that was happening. So, so ju- I just trying to relate and let people see there's some of us that are kind of weird that have weird things happen that you guys could have that happen. It doesn't mean you're weird. It just means that you guys are are awake and and hearing things that you probably, we all should be hearing. Just my opinion. Please continue.
1: Right. No, I'm glad that you said that actually, because I also wanted to say that um, before, right before my father passed away, I started to feel this weird energy of, of him. Um, Something was off. Right. And then, then before, right before, um, I had an experience it was the first time I didn't know anything about this at the time again because I mean I'm 32. so we didn't really have internet you know signal that strong right. It was't as developed at the time. Um, I was about 13 well yeah, I was like 13 and a half and I had an out-of-body experience. Uh, so I was I was in my room with a friend and she started to make me, kind of angry um with what she was doing I can't remember specifically what it was all I know is that all of a sudden I saw myself floating above both of us in the corner of the room watching Um, and I was watching myself um type things with her beside me uh later on she had to tell me what what actually happened because I couldn't remember any of it and it was kind of brutal but it was, it was kind of a way of myself expressing myself, but not as myself. Right. So weird. <laughs> not weird, but
0: so. Well, no, not really, because when, time- you're, when you're in that place, I'm sure you know this now, you're the witnesser, you're the experiencer. So it's, it's no no longer any of this persona that is this corporal being in this place. So there's no ego th- that can reach you. There's no your mind can't reach you. And So you're not the personality that you equated with at that, that time in your life. You were the personality that you really are. Right. So 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 for you, it was odd because that's what happens to all of us until we understand that we're trying to achieve that. That's what we're trying to achieve through meditation exactly. is going to that place and being able to, to, to leave our bodies, right? Yes. But when we are kids, I had the same thing happen and my father had explained it to me what was happening because that's who you really are, son, not who you think you are here. That's who you really are when you're there witnessing this from outside your body. So anyway, continue. I just want to clarify that in case somebody in the audience wasn't sure what was happening there. That was that was when she was witnessing or being in her higher self, not the higher higher self, because that's another conversation, but the higher right. self <laughs> to where it was your true self, not this construct or any equation with this conceptual reality. Anyway, continue.
1: Yes. Thank you very much for elaborating that um, also how it was, it's really beautiful that, that you were able to have that bond with your father.
0: Um, yeah, I didn't know how lucky I was honestly, until after he was gone, he died when I was 18, 19. Uh, and then when I had talked to other people in life and found out that their lives were not anywhere near like mine and that most people have a family that's, that's stifling, uh, and trying to tell them you don't have that. There's no such thing as a friend that we, I can't see. Uh, you know, you need to stop talking about that stuff. And, and and trying to tell you that that's all just taboo. I didn't realize that because my father, I didn't realize how lucky I was. And so thank you for... Because most people don't say, wow, you were lucky. You know, most people just kind of look at me like, what? You know, because my father wasn't like crazy like other
1: humans. <laughs> Anyways, continue, please. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... It, it really showed me throughout this experience, especially as I relate to your uh, background, that there was a lot of dismissal around what was happening with me self-dismissal and external dismissal, because no one I knew, except for a couple people who uh, practiced Wiccan traditions um, yeah. that I was in and out of their lives, um, even could comprehend what, what that even would mean. Right, um, agreed. Yeah, so it was. I remember my very... father
0: saying, Don't talk about this with anyone, son. They will not understand you.
1: Yeah, and you yeah. Will,
0: they'll, they'll make fun of you and you'll be a laughing stock until you're certain that somebody will understand what you're saying. You can't tell anyone this information. And I, that, so I could only talk to my dad, you know, and say, yeah. Dad, this is what I have going on. That's all right, son. Let's talk about that and, and I'll help you. And so he would guide me, but it was not until a friend of mine that I know now that I've known for 35 years that I could actually say, dude, listen, this is what I've done and what I've seen. And he's like, yeah, me too. And this and that, you know what I mean? So I get that when we were younger, that we didn't have the internet there. Just, it wasn't like we could meet like-minded people until the shops started springing up where they called metaphysical, you know, and mm-hmm. then you could go there and find other people and start having conversations. Anyway, continue, please.
1: Yes. So, and that's interesting that you said that too, because even as a teenager, when I started to explore, you know, you know, certain for substances as well, um, right. I, we, we would call them head shops.
0: Yeah, we uh, called them that too.
1: And there was, but there was still a lot do, of, out here yeah, in California. So there's a lot of culture around the the smoking aspect, but there's still, yep. even in our towns, wasn't a yes. lot of what does this all mean? <laughs> you right. know? Um, so then I realized beyond that, that I wanted to know what all of that meant. Um, at the same time, well, I tell I,
0: people very simply, why do you think they call it high? Because when you do these things, it raises your vibration to a higher level. That's why they call it high. That's right. That's why it was, that's why people said that all the way back. They, they didn't say, Oh, I'm on a low. Oh, I'm on a, a you know, there's things that you would take that would give you a weird trip. Right, but everything that you take that gets you high—that's why it's called high ayahuasca, not low ayahuasca.
1: Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Anyway,
0: continue, please.
1: Yes. Um, so after this out-of-body experience, um, shortly thereafter, my father passed away suddenly, um, and it was after that that I started to experience more vivid things. Um, so I realized my father told me growing up that we uh, were living on an Indian burial ground and I didn't realize at the time I was also hearing the natives that two spirits were there on the land singing drumming and also coming
0: from behind the veil not yes yeah right yes and you see what Reece said Reece said uh, to you what well, you just showed him that not only uh, the stuff that you said but my thoughts can be messages from other in- energies as well oh I-, I talk about that and I tell people you have to learn the difference when a thought comes into your to your mind um, one if the thought feels like it comes from your over your right shoulder and not from like the middle of your head there's a good possibility that's not you thinking it or your Thank higher you. self oh. that's coming from someone else if it comes from your left side be careful because the, the devil sits on your left shoulder and the angel sits on your right. So all positive energy will come over your right shoulder. doesn't matter if you're right-handed or left-handed. There is no polarity that way. That's one of the constants in the, in the laws of the universe. That's why they always show the devil sitting on the left shoulder and the angel sitting on the right shoulder. Because the devil is your ego uh, and, your, and the little angel is your conscience. Not your consciousness, but your conscience uh, or your guides. Or even your higher self can actually contact you that way as well. Instead of, but when you, when the thought doesn't feel like it originates in the middle of your head, in your third eye, and it feels like it's, it's not coming in through your ears, but it's just there, but it comes, you can tell when you, you can, you can tell it comes from over here. That's coming from either the veil the other side, a guide, or somebody who's trying to make contact with you or something in a positive manner. Sorry, I just wanted a teaching moment. So
1: That's great. No, <laughs> yeah. I had to tell
0: the audience just in case they weren't following what we were saying. Go ahead and continue. Yes.
1: Forward. Oh, man. So many points here. We could talk yeah. for... Now I know we could talk forever. But That's why I said that. That's why I've watched your show
0: and I, and I pay attention. That's what I do. I'm a beacon for wanderers. I'm a beacon for not the only one. There's probably a million or billion of us out there. But I'm one of them. And uh, when I see people that I know that I need to work with, because there's something that we can help each other with and raising the energy of the all, I jump on those people and go, you and I need to do a show, we need to talk. Even if we don't do a show, we need to talk. Anyway, continue, please.
1: Yes, um, so the after that experience um, and feeling isolated, alienated, uh, that's when I had uh, my first uh, near-death experience. Uh, It was brought on by myself, um, and I failed.
0: Which is good, or we wouldn't be having. Well, we could be having this conversation, but not online. (laughs)
1: Exactly, (laughs) (laughs) Marilyn Marilyn Manson's music did not help. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I believe that, right? I
0: believe Uh, that.
1: In that state, at least. Um, But I started to experience a lot of of messages through dreams after that. Um, So I would have the same reoccurring um, night terror. Um, and then I would also have other dreams with other figures and beings that would come through again, still not understanding what any of this stuff means. Yeah. Um, and then I met, uh, I graduated, graduated high school and I met, uh, my partner at that time. Um, and I tried DMT for the first time.
0: I've never, I've never actually tried that stuff yet. Uh, ayahuasca or DMT. And everybody says you should, and I'm I'm waiting to make sure that when I do, I have responsible adults in the room with me because I know it's only 10 minutes. But, you know, if you don't have people, I remember growing up and and people would, you know, if you were doing acid or anything like people would try and fuck you up. Right. And they'd be like, Mm -hmm. let's screw with them. I don't want to have that happen because I want it to be a good experience. I haven't done it yet. So please, if you want to enlighten us as to that and what happened there, that would be rocking if you don't, and it's personal, you don't have to. Um, but I know that what happens in those experiences. Um, I've gotten close doing, you know, uh, a marijuana that was laced with stuff, but not mm-hmm. not either ayahuasca or DMT. I've done it laced with PCP, LSD, cocaine all at once on some pod one time. Yeah, but I didn't know about it then. So it was a bad trip at first. Uh, and then it turned really good, right? <laughs> because I understood what was happening to me. Right. Uh, once I understood what was happening to me, I was like, oh, I need to relax and let this happen and, and just watch. Uh, but please continue with, with what you were saying. Yeah. Let me interrupt
1: because this is yeah. getting juicy. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's just so many. Oh yeah. <laughs> we can do this as a right? part, se- no, a part to compartmentalize yeah. and do a few uh. more of these. <laughs> <laughs> My life is, has been an endless supply of, of, of interesting things I'm right. sure. Um, right. So what happened with that experience? I like to not share all the way what happened because I feel like there's this sort of um, preconceived notion around having the same experience and similarities. And I like people to have their own experience and then talk to me about what happened with me. What I will tell you, though, is that for the first time, I understood um, what it means to feel um, that the divine energy through my body, which is strange because a lot of people talk about what they see and the heaviness. And it is 100 percent mind blowing. But at the same time, it was the first time that I felt my own, not only my own aura, but the, my own energetic flow, like the chi. Yeah. I could well, feel it. You know, and
0: uh, I've watched, uh, like, I watched Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan talks about that a ton with a ton of people, right? With big stars. They talk, there's like almost every other episode is it a Hiawatha or DMT trip. Right. And they're sharing their experiences. So I can imagine I get that. I've gotten close to that. I haven't done those yet to to do that. And I see why you're not getting too specific because otherwise there is a lot of similarities that a lot of people do have.
1: Well, yeah. Right? Well, and also yeah. we we project onto each yeah. other all the time. That's I mean, what I
0: mean. And the that's, episode... that's why I'm. he said the same thing. How much yeah. of this is, is people hear other people talking about what they get and then they have a similar thing is that affected by it. And so he was the same way. He was organic. He didn't talk about it until after he did it. Right. And once he did it, then he asked other people what happened to them before he told them what happened to him. So exactly. I get what you're doing and why you're doing it. I understand it 100%. Yeah,
1: because I really, I I very much, no matter where you're coming from, whether it's it's knowledge, whether it's a spiritual experience, I'm very much about having your own pure experience and, yeah. and basically asking for knowledge and, and other people's experience as either a confirmation that you're not alone or also so you can collaborate and come to better conclusions and raise more awareness and more knowledge. That's, yeah. I used to be very much about I need to know everything. I'm gonna go by this person, and I realized that that's never the truth. It's never our truth. And so no, that, it's
0: not right. I yeah. the same thing. You kind of yeah. go down that road when you when you have a certain knowledge. It just kind of happens, I think, to where you start going. Oh, I'm gonna go down, and I'm gonna think into this and that, and then you go, no, nope, no, nope, none of that means anything. Uh, It's because it's all personal. So Denise is asking, what is DMT?
1: Well, it's, it's, I think it's pronounced dimethyltryptamine. Yes. Um, And it is what people like to say is the spirit molecule. So it is a specific substance that you can have, but I want to actually elaborate on this a little bit too, um, that you can actually acquire and, and use um, that allows you to have a very divine or very hallucinogenic visionary experience, but yeah. it lasts a very short amount of time. At least the substance.
0: Yeah, um, usually it's like ten minutes, and you're done.
1: Yes, when I then it's, then
0: it's coming back or or getting reoriented with being back in your body.
1: Right. People also right? like to say it's the God particle.
0: Um, yeah, the hex boson, the God particle.
1: Yes. So but i don't know if that's conclusive and so i'm not going to well, say that well it's actually
0: it's uh, from uh, i haven't really gone that far cuz i haven't done DMT or ayahuasca um, but i have done like i said some stuff that was laced and that was so yes denise it's it's similar to – in fact the the description that they put online let me see i'll read it to you here it says um uh, uh, dimethyl tryptamine is a medical in, in medical talk is a hallucinogenic tryptamine drug, sometimes referred to as uh, Dimitri. Uh, that would obviously be over in the East, right? That sounds like a Russian right. word anyway, Dimitri. Yeah, for sure. This drug yeah. produces the effect similar to those psychedelic drugs as referred to as LSD or magic mushrooms, only it's much more intense and it's short-lived. It's not like if you do mushrooms, you could be uh, tripping for hours or days and LSD could, could do the same thing uh, ayahuasca and DMT are literally like a 10 minute, uh, it's usually give or take a few minutes. Uh, it's either shorter or a little bit longer, depending on your tolerance to what you do and it's you're you're there. And then you have this really intense, uh, thing that happens, uh, and then it's done. Yes. Right. And so it's not like there's no lingering effects to where it has to wear off. If you've done any other kind of, uh, you know, uh, even like, uh, you know, marijuana, unless you have a low amount of THC, uh, which drives me crazy because I grew up in a time when we we're trying to get high and, and be high for hours. And we had I smoke the stuff that gets you kind of high. And I'm like, this is like smoking crack. You get kind of high and about an hour later, I have to smoke more. That's a right. waste. Give me a higher THC so I don't have to smoke so much. Right.
1: It is. Well, somebody somebody started a new tra- strategy to make more money. You're like, well, if it wears off, you have to buy more, right?
0: Right. <laughs> That's exactly. a whole other
1: thing. Right, we but can then talk there's sometimes
0: that it works that way. So my family uh, sells it, right? So we we have it, and everybody has it, uh, unless it's uh, unless something's wrong and there's a, a you know uh, some sort of shortage. And so every time uh, when I order it from my family, I my, I always call up my niece, and she says, "What do you want?" And I say, "Give me a salad," because. I, in fact you don't even tell me what's what don't separate it just grab it and put it all in there. I want low THC and high THC and I'll figure out which it, that it is I can tell usually by looking at it and smelling it anyways. I'm an mm-hmm. old school pothead I'm 54 I'm gonna be 55. I've been smoking dope since I was eight okay so I got a pretty good idea when I pick something up and go this is from this is indica. Acapulco gold. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Well, you can tell most of the stuff these days, the Indica, like Indi couch, it has purple hair on it usually. So if it's yeah. really hairy and it's purple, chances are that's in the couch, that's Indica. but right. That's going to get you really high. That's why they call it that. Um, so, but yeah, then I mix it together depending on what kind of high that I want. I decide the THC, I'm like, a, I'm a chemist. So I go, okay, I'm going to take one third of this, a half of that, another third of this, put it all together, smoke that, right? And then, and I'm like, that's where word, that's the high I wanted. I got about 106 THC instead of 108 or 120, but I'm not smoking 50, you know, unless I need to be cooking food or driving. Then I'll be like, all right. 50s good for the trip. I can pull over at a rest stop. Let's go.
1: I'm impressed of your intuitive pot uh, smoking it, abilities. I'm a Virgo. I'm a Virgo.
0: And, yep. then, and when I was a kid, right? So, uh, so we're analytical, right? So mm-hmm. by nature, I'm already a scientist. But then being a chemist, I'm always looking at that and going, okay, I got too high that time that I smoked that. Because I used to drink. I just quit drinking in March. I used to drink like a fifth of vodka a night. And smoke like I don't know a lot of pot because when you're drinking, it, it lowers the amount of feeling you get from the pot. So I had exactly. to smoke more. Yes. I had to smoke more. Now I save on on pot because I'm not I'm not I'm also saving because I'm not drinking. So now when I smoke the pot, I go, whoa, dude, I would smoke like two bowls of this when I was drinking. <laughs> and I'm like, no, hell no. I take three hits and I'm good for about two and a half hours, man so yeah anyway continue please
1: <laughs> okay yes <laughs> um, oh yes so yes so dmt
0: and uh it, i'll take you back to that right let's let's continue with yes. you did dmt for the first time and then i sidetracked you i apologize
1: no that's fine it's good um it's i feel like it all happens as it should um but that was the first time that i actually experienced the ability to know how energy flows beyond our comprehension of, you know, science. Um, and so from there, I started to develop a very powerful connection to the body, um, while also still having these experiences in, you know, the third eye realm. Um, so I started to get into yoga, um, and at the same time it was very much a very chaotic time in my life Um, the partner i was with um, was very abusive Um, my mother uh, that my father had passed away my mother had a lot of mental illness and also had had um, a brain injury from a stroke Um, so i was taking care of her at the same time so a lot of pressure a lot of stress so
0: I I get that. My mother had a massive stroke and she spoke like Yoda for about five years. I had to take care of her for the first year and a half. And now she has Alzheimer's and I'm her caregiver. So she just turned 78. So I get what you're talking about. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And that, that was very much taking me away from my own personal experience, um, while still having these experiences. Um, but I was not focused on it. Right. So from the time I was about 20, I would say 21, to the time I was 26, that was the main focus. Um, On top of the the abusive situation and that partner um, who had his own mental illness, which I didn't understand at the time, but I learned a lot Mm -hmm. about mental illnesses after this. So that was a a positive aspect of that. so after,
0: you know, I was just watching, I want to cut in real quick because it yeah. pertains to what you're saying. I'll let you go. I was just watching um, a, a television show yesterday and they were talking about mental illness and the And the host said, well, we all have mental illness. And I was like, no, no, not all of us do. <laughs> right. Not all of us do, but but, but most people do. Right. And, and those of us, <clears throat> pardon me, those of us, I don't believe in being Irish anyways. I mean, Freud said that psychoanalyst, uh, and that whole doesn't work on Irish people. He, he said that they're like impervious to that. It just doesn't work on us. We're, we're stupid in, in a sense, because like in the movie, the departed, uh, when Matt Damon's character looked at his girlfriend and said, if something's wrong and we're going to break up, you're going to have to do it. I'm Irish. I'll live with shit fucked up forever. <laughs> yeah, Right. right? Yeah. So we're, we're kind of that way, but, uh, we, it, those of us that are a little bit more stable, we end up learning a lot about mental illness, dealing with people that are around us. And if you're a Virgo or anywhere near that kind of thinking mind, you end up being very analytical. And then you start studying people to get to understand what the heck is going on with them. Because if you're in service to others, you want to help people anyway, naturally. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So um, there came a point in time where my mother was actually beyond beyond my care. Um, and, and with the partner, it was, it was a lot to handle. So we had to choose for her to get more care. Um, because she really, it was just our relationship had never been very healthy to begin with. And so she saw me as the daughter, even though I had been the mother for a very long time. And that's a whole nother aspect of why I am, why am, why my name, um, that was given to me during my initiation after my apprenticeship um, means Dawn mother uh, for that very reason. Right. Um, but then I started, I was actually able to focus on myself. And at that time. That sounds very
0: native. What was the, what, what, the, the origin of the name that was given to you when you were doing that apprenticeship was with what um, type of ideology or, or uh, philosophical thought?
1: So the name is actually Hungarian. Um, so my grandfather immigrated from Hungary, but our actual ancestral origin, Siberian, uh, Siberian shamanism. I trained with uh, someone in Austria who had the Siberian shamanism. Uh, okay. So she, I was able to to connect directly right. with what I should be. At the same time, though, um, so for my father's side of the family, um, we, my great grandmother was Cherokee so okay
0: so you had a little bit of, of both uh, right see what that kind of that plays just in this uh, line, and, and i'm not saying this <laughs> just because i'm like oh dude we're cool but me being irish i had this druid and peter Coyle, who's in the uh, audience right now from ireland can attest to this because he and i go way back and he knows that we've talked many many hours uh, uh, peter and i so he knows that he knows that what i'm saying to you isn't something i just made up but the druid way and the pagan way is very similar to native americans so that which is the shamanistic ways of europe northern uh, western and southern europe ancient is very similar to the Native Americans, in fact, now they're realizing through DNA that they were the same people, that the people that were Scandinavian ended up being what they called the Caucasians who came across the land bridge from the other side and moved into America and became the Native Americans. Right. So their religious aspects... Uh, and ideologies were very, very similar to that of Europeans. So for us, it kind of is almost identical when we uh, when when we learn it here in America, we go, oh, yeah, that sounds like what I already knew back there. So a medicine man over here in America or a shaman would be a, a druid uh, a Merlin. Or a Wiccan priestess, depending on which religion you followed. Or if you went up north to the Bohemians, it would be a different title, right? But it still means the same thing. So for for those of us who have that kind of a dual aspect to our background, it kind of translates easier. And I was going to ask you about your dreaming and if you learned anything shamanistic about that, because I did. Uh, and, I'm, and I was wondering if you went down that kind of the same road, because you were talking about having the night terrors. Um, my brother had them really bad where he'd wake up screaming. I had night terrors, but didn't wake up screaming. My brother did. And then I was taught very shamanistic dreamwalking ways uh, from my father, who was teaching me Native American shaman dreamwalking ways to control your yeah. dreams and to find out what your outcome is in your dreams and what's happening and what the message means they yeah. even get you ask you that when we're so at some point i'd like to circle back to that but continue with sure. what you're saying
1: yeah. yeah um so at that point in time i was able to actually finally focus on myself and at that point um i had never i felt like It had always been a situation where i was never able to fully look at myself so at that time um i felt like the awakening came in stages right at different big points in my life up to then but at that point i got smacked into the dark night of the soul um i became physically inhibited the entire right side of my body Um, i could barely hold a mug Um, and this went on for eight months at the wow. same time, this was happening. This is when I started to realize um, what I thought I was going crazy, paranoid schizophrenia was actually me realizing the um, kind of the conspiracy stuff that's, I believe is real is happening energetically as well as physically around me. My yeah. eyes were blasted open, um, so I was spiraled down into this and had yeah, to w- crawl.
0: I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would be kind of out of body. I'd be out of phase and I would be hearing voices. And I thought, and, and at first my family thought that I was schizophrenic and that I was, Oh, he's going to have to be on drugs. And then my father started questioning me and it was kind of the same thing. I was waking up. And when you do that, that's when people go, I think I'm going crazy. And we're like, no, you just got the biggest download of your life. It'll be okay. Let, we need somebody to help walk you through that. If you yeah. didn't have anybody in your life to help walk you through that, that's hard and you think you're going crazy, right?
1: Yes. At yeah. one point I actually told my partner, I looked at him. I was in the parking lot of a thrift store and I said, Listen, I don't know if I'm gonna come out of this. Um if I if if you get really too scared, then just take me. Just take me. Take me somewhere. Because I didn't know. Right. Yeah,
0: fifty one um, fifty if you have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. was
1: like right there and then of course, as it happens, I started to understand. I started to realize through a friend uh, a roommate who had gone through a lot of psychic stuff had read a lot about spirituality at the time a different form that what i had been creating around my room and these weird frantic energetic things um were altars and spiritual tools right shamanic tools at the same time i realized that that um when i thought i was going crazy i was actually invoking animals and spirits so i found that out because my partner knew a friend of a friend who knew a shaman in our town that didn't it was a hush hush thing i went to a meeting with him within five minutes he's like you're a horse i'm like what does that mean what are you talking about he's right. like he was he's very like,
0: native right he, he was native wasn't he
1: well, he actually shamanistic,
0: native shamanistic, right? Yes, yeah. and
1: and he also had spent a lot of time traveling in in Mexico and and gone to yeah
0: Aztec, Mayan. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He had right. all this
1: energy. He looked at yeah. me and he just I'm getting said, chills
0: just saying that I got gooseies.
1: I, I do too. Flooded
0: my arms and my back when I said yeah. it. I was like, oh well, he, you're not kidding. The energy that he got. Yes. I just said Aztec, Mayan, and went. Rah. I was yes. like, whoo, that kind of segue us into Council Quaddle, isn't it? Go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Which now I have full circled in my life back around to that. I right. love, I love the whole concept. But yep. when he told me that, I just broke down and he said, it's okay. But at the same time, he let me go. He was like, here, read this book. Oh, do your own research. And I was like, okay. I was still alone for a while, mm-hmm. but at least I had an access point that I could focus on. So I didn't, you know, disintegrate. Yeah, the thin yeah. Air,
0: um, of ungrounded, and then that way you would have time to transmute that download that you were having,
1: yeah. and figure it
0: out while you were while you were focused, right?
1: Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and so I started to study what that meant, which there's not even a lot of information that I found on the aspect of being called a horse.
0: Yeah, there still isn't out there. You, it is still it. And most of the ancient stuff is still word of mouth.
1: Yes, so this yeah. is kind of interesting that I'm saying this. But, Out
0: loud, I know, but, right?
1: <laughs> but my ancestors, I was like, "Hey, y'all, tell me what to say, if it's okay." And they're like, "No, it's, all it's
0: okay. becoming time. <laughs> I, you know, it's becoming time." I was working with the Hopis, the Anasazi, the, the the Australians, the original people that knew this information, more information than just the Hopi rock legend, and they were keeping it a secret until three years ago, just before the activation started, which this is now in in December the on the solstice there will be the end of the 3 year activation that ended Bakhtun 12 and the beginning of Bakhtun 13 right so the oh time God. of trouble the kali yuga the the time of tribulation the ragnarok has been the last 5 years right 2012 or the last 10 years from 2012 until now okay so that at that time ended and the new time is the beginning is hasn't actually started yet so we're in that time of trouble in between the two times, mm-hmm. the, the 36,000 year cycle. Then the new big round is actually going to start on December 2012 or 2012. It ended. Baktun 12, Baktun 13 begins mm-hmm. in uh, December 21st or 22nd of this year. So, th- so it's time. And that's why I'm saying it's OK that you say this, because even the Native uh, Americans would tell you it's OK to say that now out loud to the people, because it's now become time that they need to know. And right. so this information that you're saying is going to be okay. And, and so I just was- wanted to make sure that you were aware of that because you trusted. You just said it. I said to the to my ancestors and the guides, tell me what to say. Right. And they said it was okay. So it, it's because they know.
1: Yes. Yeah. And and that's the thing. They, they're at this point now where like it's time. We need all the help we can get. Anyone yeah. who feels these things needs to know what's going on. They yes. need this. I had to find a lot out on my own. All of us
0: did. Everybody this, before now, we had to either find it out on our own or we got lucky and somebody like you had where somebody would send you to somebody who said, that's why I do what I do. Because people say, you need to talk to Leo because I can't help you with that. But Leo knows that shit. He's the history book. Or I tell people, we got to get Peter. Let me talk to Peter, who's in the audience. He's making comments right now, as a matter of fact, about Irish mythology. And I go to Peter and say, Peter, this is what I got. Or he comes to me. And then we work with people uh, and, and try to give them this information that you're talking about. So continue, please.
1: Yes. Um, so uh, I started to look into that. I read a book, um, which is called uh, Drawing Down the Spirits. Um, it is... I, again who wrote
0: but, that? Is that was that Cunningham?
1: Raven Cunningham Caldera? Wrote, down,
0: wrote drawing down the moon. Was that Cunningham who did that?
1: Uh Do you
0: remember the author?
1: Um Raven Caldera and um Okay. I can't remember the other guy's name right now. Um okay. what I will say is I do agree with a lot of things in the book but I also from my own experience have a little bit different opinion on how it all goes. Um but that book it was my gateway into understanding why i would just you know make weird noises crawl around on the ground
0: right
1: and make things i didn't understand um and so i started to explore uh it led me to shamanism and i started to explore it but i still didn't like i wasn't going to basically be able to understand until the teacher comes to you and I came across this, this woman, um, online one day, it just popped up that she was doing this meditation. And so I clicked on the meditation and for the first time met my higher, higher self. And through that experience, I knew, okay, this is time. Um, turns out she was, uh, living in Austria and Siberian Shamanism, lo and behold, apprenticeship, and now i'm here and i understand nice. too i just want to say uh peter thank you for talking about this um, yeah. mythology dreaming of a horse so yeah. what i told you and i'm making connection just by talking right now because that's how it has to happen when yep. i was a child my first experience without recollecting memories later was with this horse um and after, when i did my initiation and called in the spirit of the drum. The spirit was a horse. Right. Um, so the horse is very important. Actually, uh, I looked up besides that, when you can look up your Chinese animal, the zodiac, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a horse. <laughs> so I didn't oh know wow, okay. Any sure. of these things, they all just kind of connected. Um, I
0: think I'm I think I'm the 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 ram or the sheep or the goat or one of those. Okay. Yeah, I don't I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, they looked it up one time. It's like I didn't know any of that stuff when people were like, what's your life number? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And the Oracle one night said to me, OK, what was your date of birth? And I told her and she said, OK, what about day, you know, t- day and time? Do you know that? I'm like, yeah, I told her that. And she does this math and she's like, oh, my God, your life numbers are 33. Are you aware of that? I'm like, I don't even know what that means. She's like, that's an ascended master.
1: Yeah. It's a master number. <laughs> and I was like, Oh,
0: okay. Well, all right then. And so then later I was like, I did it myself and looked it all up and did it. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm like, well, that kind of fits like everything about us. And this is why I asked about your name uh, uh, prior to, there was a reason why I did that. Not just, uh, you know, I was like, well, it sounds like it's a shamanistic. Where did you get that in origin and, and, and the origins were, were sound because, uh, everything that is a, that is my name, my name is a title, right? And every part of my name is my spirit and is my off-world spirit, my higher self. So I come through here to this planet. I came here legally. I'm not a walk-in. I'm a wanderer. So I came here legally. I was born in this body, but I descended in energy to be born on this planet. I come from a world where I'm a half-breed Celt Viking. I am a half-breed Celt Viking in this construct, okay? And uh, my name is Leonard Edward O'Neill. Leonard means Lionheart. Edward means guardian, protector. And O'Neill means bloodline of champion of the people. So my name literally means Lionheart, guardian, protector, champion of the people, okay? And uh, my initials are L-E-O, which is Leo, which is the Greek word for lion. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And yes. my, I'm a Virgo by the 12 month calendar. But if you go back to the 13 you're month calendar, I'm a Leo. I yeah. knew you were.
1: It's funny <laughs> yeah. because I looked at, I mean, I just do this. Just, I right. looked at your, people your, say they see my
0: face and they see the lion.
1: Yeah. The, right? the day of the date of birth, yeah. I was like, okay, you're a Virgo. Okay. That makes sense. You know, you have a lot of information. You've learned a lot. You absorb a lot and you keep a lot. You're a wisdom right. keeper. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: nine ten sixty seven. So if you do the math, that's thirty
1: three. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I Isn't was that actually crazy? yeah. So I was t- talking to my partner right before it came on. We were outside on the porch, and and I was like, I wonder if I should call him Leo."
0: That's you know what's funny. As, as I go by that, I put it on the thing. I put Leonard, but I go by Leo. And how I started going by that was two things happened. One, when I was working in my twenties, I would sign my initials LEO. And so somebody's like who's this guy leo i'm like that's me and they were like your name is leonard i'm like first three letters of my name are l-e-o-a-r-d it's a german spelling of the word lionheart and then my initials are leonard edward neal leo right well then go further in when i was about 37 38 i was working with a, a good friend of mine who we became friends and roommates but at the time we were just colleagues and uh And we had this girl that was, we were both in the same store uh, in retail. He was the store manager. I was his assistant. And uh, this girl came from Zimbabwe. She was an exchange student. And she was up on a register and I was her training manager. So whenever she needed me, she grabbed the microphone and she says, Leonard to register one, please. Leonard to register one. So I'd run up there. I didn't think anything of it. But Harry, my buddy, he's in the office and he's hearing her calling me Leonard. Over the intercom. <laughs> After about an hour of her calling me every 10 minutes for everything she had, poor girl, no matter what it was, she called me up there. But she was in training, and I told her, don't be afraid to ask questions. Well, she's not American, so she took it to heart and asked a bunch of questions. So all of a sudden, I get called into the office. This is no joke. I walk in, and he goes, give me your freaking badge. And I'm like, oh, crap. I look at him, I say, are you firing me? I was like, what did I do wrong? And he says, give me your badge. I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking I'm getting fired. I take off my badge. And I drop it on the desk and he throws another badge at me. And it says, Leo. <laughs> <And he> says, <laughs> from now on, you're Leo. If that little girl says Leonard one more time, I'm going to have a freaking stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's stuck. And then everybody just called me Leo from that point on. Oh, wow. So it's funny. Your, your guides, your instincts were saying Leo. And you're like, I wonder right. if I can call him that. Yes, I just put Leonard because it's my given name. Right, But everybody keeps telling me, why don't you just put Leo over there? Because I always tell everybody, call me Leo. Yeah. Because I am. That's who I am. Exactly. Every part of my name, and that's why you fit your name. Your name well, is Dawn Mother. It doesn't just mean mother. It means Mother Dawn. It means beginning. It means the right dawn, the crack of dawn, the early light, the beginning, the life bringer, Mother the life bringer. That's just your first name, not to mention the rest of your name. We, exactly. we are that we don't just grow into our names. Our names are chosen for us, usually by us and our guides
1: before we get here. Yeah. And it's interesting that you said that because, you know, as a child, actually, I never it's like my body, my mind and my soul actually didn't accept the name that I was given when I was a child, even I though hated I respect teacher, it.
0: hated teacher until a year ago. <laughs> And then two years ago, or actually four years ago, when I got my Reiki Master Teacher uh, uh, license, I went, okay, I guess I'm gonna have to start using that word. I hated the word teacher. Now I just embrace it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting how that works. Yeah. So the so yeah the the shamanic path was when when you asked me, I think you asked me in the, the message, you know. Uh, or you said you were going to ask me why I do what I do. How? Did, yeah. Why did I choose what I do? Um, yeah. I like to say to anyone who asked me that question, I didn't choose this, at least not now, not right. in this life. I didn't right. choose that. It was already chosen by me potentially previously or by my my guardian's.
0: Absolutely, because really, really quick. I'm going to tell you this story, and then we'll get back to to what you're talking about. to To go to a point to to accentuate her point. Those of you who know me probably heard this story before, but those who haven't heard this, in in my past lifetime, apparently, I got I threw I got upset, and I and I refused to do what I'm doing now in my past life, the one just for, for prior to now, took the whole lifetime off. The reason I know this is that my first wife, um, who her and I are 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 still talking and really good friends, and we'll probably end up together. We've been life partners even when we were separated and married to people we shouldn't have never been married to, <laughs> right? So, so we're probably we we just know that we're going to be we're still partners. We have been, we're always will, and we always will be. Uh, so we're we're working on that, right? But but when we were in our twenties before we got married uh, originally. She went to a psychic and was asking questions about herself. I was not there. And they recorded the session. And then she was asking about me because she was thinking about us together and getting married. The psychic laughed. I know this because she played me the cassette tape. It was back in the day. We had cassette tapes. Played the micro cassette tape recording of the session. And the psychic laughed and said, we're watching him. We're very watching him very intently. And she says, "What? What do you mean? We are watching him very intently." She said, "The universe." She says, "The she says Leo," and she's calling me Leo. Leo got upset with the universe in his not the past life, but the one before it. So he said and swore off being a teacher. And in this last life, he took the entire lifetime off and refused to do anything. And he hasn't yet given us any inclination as to what he's planning to do in this lifetime. So we're waiting for him to decide if he's going to go back to teaching, which is why he came here.
1: Yeah. Wait till you're 55.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah. Right. So, right. I'll be 55 in September. So, Mm uh, so, so, and, and, and I, and I, and I have an idea, I'm not going to go further because I want to talk about you, but what you just said, I've had other people tell me the same thing, right? That, when I turn 55, there's a lot of things in my life that are, that are about to change. And so and things are already pretty crazy now. Right. So but yeah, you know, like, when you turn 55. So uh, so she tells me this. And at the time I was contemplating and it was always this thing in the back of my mind that I was like, oh, man, do I got to do this? Then really quickly and we'll go back to you. Then I had I got into a, uh, a I got into a fight with Odin's wife Because she was being pissy to me because she equates me because I'm a lot like Thor my energy is a lot like Thor's and I'm defiant that way and She said something to me and I got defiant So she got mad at me and she said something I didn't like so I said something to her that I shouldn't have and the entire room got dark and then smoke billowed from nowhere and filled the entire room and then Odin walked through a wall and all I could see was one glowing red eye and smoke coming from his nostrils and his ears. And he walked into the room and this billowing voice said to me, I'm sorry, what did you just say to the goddess? And I looked up and I went, "Um, I'm sorry? <laughs> she laughed, told me to shut up, and get back to work and do my job. And that was when I made the decision to go back to doing what I was doing because she was the one who convinced me, look, don't be an idiot. Stop being an idiot. Get to fucking work.
1: I'm glad that you said that because that I, just, crazy? I just want to brush up on that too because I, and again, this is not to condescend or belittle in any way anyone's choice of how they embrace spirituality but there are a lot of i'm seeing groups and organizations formed around certain deities um yeah. gods goddesses and it's almost this like this like worshiping yeah. energy of positivity raining upon love and light which is yeah. great i love yeah. that that's beautiful great. we should embrace that absolutely agreed but right. my relationship with isis is are you going to do your fucking job yeah great because if not i'm gonna remind you like you signed on for this yeah you volunteer. do your fucking job it's not just like oh well here's this you can do this now You've it's been not love and light man it's not it's that kind
0: of angels not that kind of god all of I'm it telling you.
1: Yeah. it's all of it so but i do actually um we have a comment here denise says can you address reese's question and so I just wanted to look at this question. From I think Reece. it's
0: where he said, I, I randomly acquired. Is that his question?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: a I pair of Mokey
1: Moke, uh, marbles. Uh, yeah. I call them Mokey marbles. Right. Uh, I actually do uh, use these. Uh, I actually went out and found my own. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. living in Utah, and I found them in a place in Utah, um, which, for respect, I'm not going to divulge that place because it's right, meant, right. meant to happen at will. but. Um, So I acquired the monkey marbles and I had a crazy experience being out there in that land asking permission, doing ceremony and acquiring them and I have then started to give them out to random people as needed and I just ran out actually so um, interesting, maybe that's another sign Uh, but so they are what are considered the shaman's stone Yeah. Um, they are said to have been a certain type of of formation rock formation that they cannot define the actual age of and the right. origin of but yeah. we would like to think that it's some sort of meteor from some other place yeah. um I, I i do agree with that i will also say that Moki marbles are very much in my mind from my practice sacred um, so if if they aren't doing anything for you it's just not the right time. Right? Um, if they are, I would very much respect what comes out of that. Yeah, Um, And if you are confused about your experience with that, I would find a trusted source to be able to teach you. um, Because it is it is like the direct origin of energy that allows you to communicate with ancestral knowledge from these lands, but combined with ancestral knowledge of beyond. That's what I would say.
0: Yeah. It goes back to the hex boson, like we talked about before the God particle, the creation energy, the the logos, right? Logos is the the word and the word means love and that's the creation. So it goes back to that energy and, If you're not quite sure how to transmute that that's like magic with a k for those of you who are are pagan or wiccan uh that's high magic and uh so if you're like i agree uh if you're if you're confused with what it means find someone who uh is learned a magi in that field and um ask questions there and get guidance right yeah agreed
1: yes um okay so Oh, yes. Yeah. So through through the shamanic practice, I was able to understand the origin of the pain I experienced, um, also was able to heal. And that's what I, I do now. I help people as needed as they as they find me um, mm-hmm. in order to facilitate. I don't heal. I facilitate healing. Yeah big difference that's
0: like being a reiki <laughs> if you're a reiki master you understand that anybody who's a reiki practitioner you understand that i'm not actually healing you at all what i'm doing is i'm giving you the energy and your body you through accepting it your or your higher self you're doing the healing yes. i'm not i'm just a facilitator of the of the event right. that's happening i'm assisting you
1: yeah i like to say i'm the vessel for spirit spirit yeah. being whatever divine source of energy needs to come through and then I'm able to interpret that through how my guides and um, animal helpers in the shamanic realms are able to help me perceive it so that I can explain it to you um, if needed, if appropriate, after the session is completed. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's
0: the definition of, uh, of a medium the, that who that person who the one who can uh, can mediate speak between the, the veils. Uh, and, and talk to people beyond both veils. That's the medium, the person who is the go-between. That literally is what we do. That's uh, the, my priest, well, a Catholic priest, very awake, uh, Father Neil. Uh, He said one time when we were taking people through, when I was still in the church, we're taking people to show them uh, the church and the Beatitudes. If you know anything about Catholicism, you know that Jesus's journey is in every single Catholic church from the right side of the font, if you're staying at the font looking at the people. And it goes around the room and there's stations all the way around the church, back to the font, where so it goes from the papacy to the font where people are baptized. And that is Jesus's journey from birth to crucifixion and resurrection. And we were showing people that and one of the, one of the uh, parishioners said, um, you know, Father, I'm so glad that you're here doing this. You're such a holy man and uh, people come to you for guidance. And he said, I'm only here because you need me to be here. And they were like, what? And he's like, some people need another human to tell them it's OK. You're forgiven. You know, do four Hail Marys and a couple of our fathers uh, and you'll be and you and there's your penance. That's not true. The duality of it is the second you repent your ways, the universe, the Godhead in the universe forgives you if you're truly uh, on the right track and you're truly uh, sorry for what you've done and you repent. You, you some people just need me as a human to be here and say God has forgiven you.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. And it brings up a conversation I was having with friends yesterday. And that is. Um, and I will say this, too, because I feel like a lot of people try and just acquire um, financial means um, anyone who tells you that you cannot do any of these psychic development, awareness, training, mediumship, um, that that not everyone can do that. Yeah. Um, I would probably steer clear from because yep. everyone has that capacity right. and capability. But so we teach in the group,
0: psychic reading and development. That's right. what we teach there, is that every single person, every human being and non-human being, everyone that is alive, that is a being, that has been created by the creator of the universe, you were created using the word of God, logos. That means love. You have a, a incorruptible ability. You can read that in all the scrolls, even the Dead Sea Scrolls, an incorruptible ability, and that is the ability of creation that is the ability to co-create so every ability that anyone has in any way that's extrasensory you too can have if yes. you want it
1: absolutely yeah. yes and it, yeah i mean if we're talking about the creation story i don't know there's a movie i really like um uh darren aronofsky is a, in my mind a brilliant director and he uh released a movie called mother And if you're interested in watching a crazy movie that has a lot of symbolism from the Bible in it, I would highly suggest this movie because it talks about creation, the origin, and how from that we all have that. We have every tendency ever created in us. At any point in time, we can bring those forth. The difference between everyone can do it and I'm doing it is some of us have Contracts in this life specifically yes. to focus on certain aspects. And yes. so we need other people who have signed contracts to focus on other aspects um, to help us. So, because we, we can't do everything at once.
0: Right. There's only certain uh, certain beings that are far above our station who can do those things. I mean, if you look at Jesus, for instance, whether you believe Jesus was created uh, by the Romans or not, the Hebrews will have you believe Jesus was this construct. doesn't matter because that entire scenario that is Jesus, we now know, happened 12 times, 11 times prior to that on this planet over and over and over and over again. And we believe that all of those... Beings were the same one. Okay. Jesus, his aura was like 25 feet wide. The average person's aura is about three feet. Okay. Your aura talks and shows people who can see your aura, how where your vibration is and, and what abilities you have. So if Jesus was 25 feet on either way, 50 feet wide total from one end to the other, all the way around himself in every direction, That's the Vitruvian man or woman, by the way, guys. That's what that depicts. If that's the case, then then you look at us and and an individual. Some of us have a a larger and more colorful, uh, and those colors mean different things, too. We're not going to get involved in that. But most people come through with one or two or three or four things that they do well because that's what you were contracted to do in this lifetime. But you're not going to be really, really well at something that other people are going to be stellar at. Because they came through to do that and you didn't. So that's why I always try to tell people and guide you to find what it is, the talent you brought with yourself. Because you brought something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as our previous part of the conversation, some of us just don't even know it yet.
0: No, exactly.
1: And that's, that's the part. We're just not even aware that we're special because we think everyone is doing the same thing, but they're really not. Um, it's self-exploration and awareness, which is why I do the, uh, the you know, the can- counseling and mentoring for people yeah. to and, and the combination of the tarot the oracle and psychic mediumship are just yeah. they're hats that that I've been guided to to use to help learn other aspects of my main focus, which is the shamanism in this right. life. And, and right. then obviously starting to teach and all of that as well, which I very much was like, I don't know enough to do any of this. And
0: they're like, know the same you, don't- I, you know, yeah. I was given the title by the Galactic Council of Alien Expert. I'm like, I don't know that much about alien, although I have spent my entire life chasing them. I created uh, the, the Facebook group Ancient Aliens Worldwide, which is the largest on the on the planet, the largest group of, yeah, of I- any kind.
1: I right. had no idea when I saw that. I was like, yep. holy crap. Like, I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah, because right? obviously you're not walking around flaunting all of this, but but it like yeah. hit me. I've heard about this at, at a young age. So I was like right. blown away. This is the same person. And, you know, of course. We- right.
0: I actually got permission from Giorgio Tsoukalos, the History Channel. To, to, I was the first person who made Ancient Aliens. They didn't even have their own page up yet. In 2012, I made Ancient Aliens Worldwide, and now it's almost 300,000 members. And we kept it from 2012 until 2015 was private, and we only had less than a thousand people in there because we were a think tank. Wow. And then we went live, and most of the almost every single person that you've ever seen on the television show is in that group.
1: I thought you were going to say has then since then disappeared. (laughs) No, no, they're all in and
0: I've interviewed most of them, and we talked to them. There's only a few that don't do interviews, and we talk about that and laugh about that. Um, But the but we just did uh, we just did two of the guys. We're doing another one coming up, and I can't and and uh, I I didn't have the thing ready, or I would have uh, put it up there. Uh, But uh, one of the guys who wrote the book about Rendlesham Forest in England. Uh, here's my commercial for the day, guys. I had to get it in somewhere, and so I'm getting it in now. For those of you who know uh, that you know Ancient Aliens Worldwide is what I created, you know that uh, under the guise of Ancient Aliens Worldwide, I produce the shows that we have on there live with people from Ancient Aliens, the History Channel, uh, and other uh, people on that show. And we had, um, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name right now. The guy that actually touched the alien spaceship in Rennersham Forest. He and another guy wrote the book. And I can't think of his name right now, but the guy, and you'll kill me for it. But the guy who wrote the book has just published a new book or will have a new book being published in the next two weeks. And on July 1st, Friday, July 1st at 11 a.m. Pacific time, we will have another exclusive interview with this guy, just like we did two month, a month and a half ago with the new book that just came out, right, uh, that we just did. So we're going to have another, uh, uh, yeah, Penniston, thank you. So Jim Penniston's partner who wrote the book with him, they just published their new book that Penniston was talking about a year ago when we had him on the show. That book is hitting the market, and we're having his partner who wrote the book with him on the show to talk about his book. On July 1st. It was supposed to be today. (laughs) It was supposed to go live today, but things changed and uh, we had to postpone it until July 1st. So he's going to be on Ancient Aliens Worldwide. It will be the only place that you will, it will be exclusive to Ancient Aliens Worldwide. It'll only hit the rest of the world after the show is over, and then I will publish it everywhere else and let him have it and his publishers have it and the show will have it and they'll put it on the air everywhere where they want it, but it's going to be exclusive. You have to be a member. You have to join ancient aliens worldwide, the group to watch the show. Those of you who have done this before in the past, you know what we're talking about. Okay. So there's my commercial uh, coming up and I'll put the banner up for you guys on Wednesday and then on next Friday again, uh, cause it's coming up in two weeks. Uh, it's going to be, but I couldn't announce it. We've known about it for, Five six months, but we had the other show that we had to do last month first, uh, and we couldn't. We didn't want to like let you guys know that we had another exclusive coming until the one show was over, uh, and then we go with another one. And we have other stuff lined up going into the rest of the year that you guys will, if you're ancient aliens fans uh, or if you're a UFO buff or any of that stuff, you're looking for disclosure. Um, we have it. You guys know we have it two years before the news agencies get it. So there's going to be some cool stuff hitting the market on July first. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no,
1: this is great. no, this is awesome. I, I'm just yeah. now I'm thinking, wow, what juicy stuff we could then talk about. Because I I started to go into this uh, journey of quantum physics, right? And the Hadron Collider and Hadron Collider. Uh,
0: physics was my major in college. Wow. I was going to be a nuclear physicist. Whoa. Been recruiting me. The government's been recruiting me since I was 11. So by the time I was in college and I started figuring out what was really going on, Um, I then decided I wasn't going to work for them. So I quit. That's good.
1: I'm I'm proud of you, actually, (laughs) because like, I mean, you know, if you went down that rabbit hole,
0: then you know why I quit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, I I was like not going to work for them. Um, not going to do it. I would have been in Skunk Works. I would not be here. Uh, I would be nefarious now because they would have. They would. They do that. They look for wanderers and they try to get a hold of them before they're fully awake and they try to make them work for them. That's what they do. That's the power source. Uh, a buddy of mine went to work for them and I haven't been able to speak to him since we were. Uh, I was 17 or 18 last time I saw him. It was on a military base here in the state of California and he was actually. In the U.S. Air Force at the time, he was a captain uh, and he was going to be a full time captain as soon as he turned 18 uh, and he was going to go to work and he couldn't tell me what he did. In fact, when they saw that he was talking to me, they came and got him and skirted him away. I've never seen him again since. And he's, but he did say to me, you should have, you should have said yes. And I said, no, no, I know what you're doing and no. So he went to work for them. I didn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, really, I just, yeah, I, 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 I can relate to you in the way of having had some offers, uh, especially in the past year. Yeah. You get them Um, now a lot
0: because they're in, they're really scared because their parents have gone home. Right. Right. The, 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 when I I came here, I don't know exactly when, but it was uh, over a hundred thousand years ago, quite possibly 150,000 years ago. uh, Because when you sign on as a wanderer, you either sign on for 50,000 or 150,000. So if you're a wanderer, you've been here at least that unless you're one of those people who just now got here because you know that all of this is about to end and you're here to, to witness this once again, to go through this uh, enlightenment that's about to happen. Uh, otherwise, you've signed on. You've been here for a long time. Some of us are really tired. We've been here for a long time and um, they've already left the, the nefarious people. The Orion Crusaders who came here uh, and got boots on the ground in 1938 and 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 I know that I was going to let you talk more, but, but this is kind of that information that's important Uh, because the past, present and future happens, not all at once in this place, in the third dimension, it's the only place that it happens separated the way it does. If I get here right now, I immediately have to have a past and I have to have a future. So everything that I am stretches out into those two, but it only stretches as far back as I've been here. So when they got here in 1938, that stretched back to about 120,000 years. Okay. Then the Patal got here. 10,000 years ago. And so that stretches back to almost the same, right? And it's a little bit further back. So it was kind of like we got here after them. uh, They got here before us. And then after them, it's weird in the whole aspect of things because the way things happen now, now when you're outside of this, this realm, the past, present, and future is now. So it looks like optically they got here before us, but we got here before them. But we actually did arrive here in this timeline after they did, but before they did. I know that's really weird, and there's only a few of you out there who actually followed what I just said. So it looks like the Patal got here 10,000 years ago, and it looks like the nefarious people got here in 1938. But the truth is it was uh, further back in real time outside of this time. Peter, I know you understand it. (laughs) Peter says, I'm not allowed to go home until my mission is completed. Yes, because you'll get the same (laughs) message I got. Shut the hell up and do your job, right, Pete? So anyways... So they they got here, but they've left now. There was 23, and this is why I try to tell everybody, it's everyone sees it as the darkest time before the dawn and they're scared. They've already, the bad guys have left the building. There was 23 solar systems that were under their control and occupation. Out of the 23, all but three have been liberated. They got to Earth first, so we're going to be the last one where this is the last place they're holding on to. So this is where all the lions have gotten. The lions have come here because we're holding this fucking place. 2023. 2023. Yes, ma'am. I'm getting goosies. 2023. That's right. Yes. That's when Tiamat is supposed to return too, by the way. Yes.
1: Yes. And it also, if you're into astrology at all, correlates with Saturn going into Pisces because, holy crap, how are we going to handle Saturn in Pisces after all of this? right um right. especially economic economic structures right. i've done that, a lot illusion of
0: illusion is going to end and wind down and break down and the yeah. nefariousness are going to get smaller and smaller and then you're going to see them for the only eight percent of the population that they actually are right Which now 75 of the population are only eight percent they just own everything right yeah
1: exactly yeah
0: their oh. control is waning the the now it's the humans are in charge so the insane asylum is being run by the by the insane people now okay the overlords have fled the building just like in uh in uh when atlantis sank more than three quarters of the overlords left then the rest left in 2012 okay yeah and now it's mop up that's what's happening so the marines are here (laughs) the the berserks of the universe Are here. That's why I tell people, listen to the song from Mike, from Tom McDonald. And um, what's his name? Uh, um, What's his last name? Denise, we talked about this the other day. What the hell is his last name? Um, I can't think of his name. Cohen. The two rappers, they did a song called White Boys with a Z. Uh, and that on a very low vibration sounds like white guys are just talking shit like black guys do. And now we're, we're, we're trying to be like black guys and going white guys are tough and badasses. But if you listen to it and your vibration is anywhere above that, you catch the multi-layers that Miss Rockefeller uh, uh, programmed into the visuals uh, and they programmed with their words and actions in there that that whole song is talking about this summer being a white boy summer, and they're talking about the Patal, which are the Vikings, which are the berserks of the universe. Those of you who watch the Chronicles of Riddick, you will understand that as the Furian. Okay, so if you saw the Chronicles of Riddick, you understand that. That whole was telling you the same story, by the way, uh, of what's happening and what's happening now, what's going on. So the Furian, <clears throat> who was Riddick? He was a Furian. That race is the Patal. That race is most of us who are the wanderers who are here. You most of you that are on this planet. In 1981, we had 2.7 billion people. Now we have 7.9 billion people. Out of the 7.9 billion people that are currently occupying this planet, less than one third are indigenous to this planet. Everyone else has come here from somewhere else. Okay, you guys need to understand that. And those who came through as a wanderer in service to others, Came here mostly on a mission to fight. Okay. The war is over. We're just mopping up the leftovers now. Okay. You guys need to understand that in 2023, yeah. that would be very apparent. And it's start to become apparent at the end of this fiscal year when the last of the three year activations, which is going to be this Monday and Tuesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, is another activation. And then the next solstice will be December 2012 or 21st and 22nd, 21st to 24th. In that time will be the last, the third year, three year activation that everyone in every prophecy has been talking about. And things then, Bakhtun 13, will start to begin. And that's the age of Aquarius and things will change.
1: Yes. Um, So I just want to say, as you were talking, I just had a song come through. This happens to me quite often uh and it was uh i can't who is it that sings it um it's like when the lights go down in, in the city, the city. Yeah,
0: that's about san francisco
1: yes that's and the, the sun shines head, right? on, on the bay. Oh, i, wanna I, be be there there. I want to be there in my city that was the whoa, song for whoa. what's gonna happen in 2023 <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> yes right that's, the, yeah. that's, that's good because yeah. I believe that because like we, I went through this on, 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 we did on Skull Island one night, we talked about all the different bands and the music uh, and like the, the, the Eagles Hotel California, that was a song about being stuck. Yep. So we're telling you that. And then, uh, uh, then uh, uh, what is it? Um, um A stairway to heaven by Led Zeppelin. That was a song about being stuck and a woman trying to figure out if she can buy her way into heaven. Yeah. She's trying to figure out how to get unstuck. That was the whole. That's what that about. Cashmere was, was about, about a ayahuasca trip, trip in, in the in, in the country, country of Cashmere in June, in June. <laughs> when yeah. they went through Cashmere. Yeah, and, and hit and that song. If you listen to Cashmere and that song, it's about his ayahuasca trip and realizing that everybody is stuck and why and why the why they're here. So people integrate this into songs and words and, and movies and uh, you know Dune uh, by Frank Herbert. The entire series was about being stuck and. Uh, and Duke Leto of uh, Atreides, his son, Paul, uh, he plays the, the hero with a thousand faces. He becomes the savior character. Neo in The Matrix became the Jesus character. So did Paul in that uh, show. So did, if you look at uh, Lord of the Rings, Little Bilbo is the savior character. He becomes the Jesus character in that in that equation. Batman in the batman trilogy becomes the jesus character the savior character he will not kill anyone that's the one thing that he will not do is murder or kill. But the Joker is the opposite. That whole dichotomy between them in that scene where the people were on the two boats out in the water in New York, Gotham City, and they had the button to kill the other people. And Batman was saying they're not going to do it, even though one is full of a bunch of criminals and the other one is a bunch of uh, selfish uh, Americans. They're not going to kill the other ones. And that's what I believe, because that's what human souls are actually good and then the evil one said, no, they can't help themselves. They will destroy themselves. And that, that's why when he said, you, won't, you, you can't kill me. And he says, well, you want to kill me? And he said, no. Joker says, you complete me. Of course I don't want to kill you. Because he understood the yin and the yang. That was the whole dichotomy. That was what that storyline was about. It's in everything, people. The God code is in everything. It's not just in the Bible. It's in every single thing. If you pay attention, it's there in front of you. It's the spirals. It's what we were talking about off camera. So three, six, and nine, it's it's the, the Fibonacci sequence. It's the golden mean ratio. It's that mathematical equation that leads you back to the one.
1: Right. Well, it's interesting that you said that. You said you've been studying the Hopi. Um, yep. So, before my awakening, right before I, I arrived here in this city, right. um, I felt really called to get this tattoo, uh, which is a Hopi symbol.
0: I, yeah, I've been looking at that. Yeah. I, 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 the whole time we're, I keep looking at it, and, I'm, and it's smaller on my screen, and I've been wanting to bring it up. Oh, but yeah. I, I couldn't oh, this, justify. Uh, hold year. on, let me pull you full screen so people can see um what it is that they're what you're showing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the tree of life, which is also the the uh you know, that's also if you look, I don't know if I can get it on camera, but it's also the knot work the the natives in the and if you go to the east, uh we have the knot work over there as well. The Vikings did and all of them, right? Yeah, that's yeah like that. (laughs) On this arm right here, I don't know if you can see it on camera. Uh, but on, it'll be upside down and probably we can't see it. I'll, I have, I'll have to show it to you off camera, but okay. it's, it's actually the two wolves facing each other like this. Right. And so the two faces are coming up and then their ears are sticking up. So some people see it and think it's an owl. And in the center is a uh, Thor's hammer with knotwork, Celtic knotwork. So it's Mjolnir with, with all the knotwork. And then it has a Celtic circle around it with all the knotwork. And if you look really carefully at the hilt of the sword, it's Odin's face, and the knotwork is his mustache coming out of his nose. And oh all of the God. knotwork is Odin's <laughs> knotwork.
1: That's so amazing!
0: Isn't that badass?
1: Yeah, I love that. I have that
0: on my wrist, and, and so yeah. when you when people look at it, they they see all kinds of different imagery when they look at it, and they don't see what it actually is. Only it's one of those shaman tattoos. That's a it's a it's a, it's a druid tattoo. Really, it's more. Uh, although it's viking so it's it's more bohemian but it's very druid and every druid that's ever seen it you go oh that's with the with the wolves and and that's basically their version of the Orborus. and that's why when you said that before with the Orborus, it's their version of the Orborus. Uh, but then it has the odin it has all of the knotwork which is comes from synonymous with odin's uh, doing the whole which uh, i saw that you have the weaving odin doing the weaving uh, the skein is tied, as the Viking w- would say. The skein is tied. The, the Odin wove, the Allfather wove the skein of your life long ago. And that's what that whole knotwork meant to the Celts and to the Vikings. And that's why people don't realize that the Celtic people, that's why my name is Kelto, by the way, that the Celtic people were, in fact, Southern Vikings. They incorporated that. They have that Celtic cross with the knotwork. The knotwork is Odin's knotwork. It's the skein. It's the web. Being woven by the weavers, and that's a druid pagan thing that goes throughout all of Viking land. That's why wow. when I saw that in your uh, in your bio and it said yeah. weaver, I was like, oh, she knows the weaving. She knows yeah, the weaving I, ways.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm being called to remember and and work with that. I had a really powerful moment uh, with grandmother spider um, down in the the underworld, and she told me. Um, not only have to heal a specific blockage, um, right. but she told me when the time was right, I would birth a million baby spiders. Um, oh, right. That's what the teaching and and guiding. Week, yeah, a week and a half ago, I actually had um, a nest um, of about a thousand baby spiders on my front porch. And they were yeah, but she was
0: talking. She was talking human souls. You're aware of.
1: Well, that. It it you know, I yeah, have and actually, a lot direct... of rules too. So you're right. Yeah. That's the microcosm
0: to the macrocosm. So you're absolutely actually right. Yeah. yeah. So That's...
1: I have a lot of um going into the higher meaning and also of the the very direct meaning that happens yes. in my life. Yes. It they become superimposed on each other and that was very well, that's much. the
0: in the ink That that is literally yeah. the microcosm macrocosm. This exactly. the story, and I, t- I, I translate that to people and say, what you're going through is the same thing that a human baby goes through after it comes out of the birthing canal. They stick you in the in the playpen, right? And then you you sleep in that, and then you have to learn how to get up from there, stand up, hold yourself up, and eventually crawl out. And then you fall and you get hurt. They put you back in and you realize you don't want to stay in there. So you have to eventually worry about how to crawl out of that and how to land on the ground without getting hurt. And then you what? You have to figure out how to scooch around to start moving your arms and your legs to then start crawling. And then eventually you crawl and then eventually you walk and then eventually you run. And then eventually you start your life and you start your, your learning starts the same way. You start to speak. You start to learn the conceptual reality and what's going on here. And people say point to things and tell you what they are it's the same thing that's what and your job as a soul here is to grow spiritually from that child to an adolescent and then eventually to an adult and when you become an adult on this planet your iq is above uh, the average iq and if you look up the iq test the iq test says that the average iq of the average human is the IQ of someone who is mentally mature uh, between 11 and 17 years of age, that nobody is over 18. And those people who test as a genius are, in fact, mature than the age of 18. They're just adults mentally. Right. That's all they are It's adults. They actually see things through the eyes and the mind of an adult. And that makes you a genius on this planet. Because to graduate from here, all you have to do is graduate from childhood to adulthood in oh. in your spirituality go ahead yes and like also You're like, oh.
1: yeah well <laughs> that triggered it. something right yes because yeah. i i was going to say this and hopefully to no offense to anyone but you know the whole conception conceptualization of a midlife crisis yes um i believe that part of that really has to do with the fact that a lot of people age wise go into adulthood, but the stages of development don't click in the necessary order to where you get to that point And you're like, OK, well, this makes sense. Right. The midlife crisis is you went through physical development, but the mental and the awareness and conscious development, spiritual development right. didn't follow completely. So you have right. this crisis yeah, just
0: because you're 60 years old doesn't mean that you're uh, an adult. Doesn't right, mean that mentally, we know that very spiritually, well. <laughs> right? Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean that spiritually you're awakened at all, right. right? So, I agree with you. So, the midlife crisis could just be your adolescence playing out now because mm-hmm. you hit your adolescence in your spirituality at whatever 55, 60, 70, whenever or 30, whenever someone has a midlife crisis, and it happens different for each individual because we're all on our own path at our own time there is no cookie cutter as to when you're supposed to wake up there's no cookie cutter as to what you're supposed to do what you're supposed to know when you're supposed to know it and in what fucking order (laughs) it's subjective to you so you have to be objective with your reality not subjective because if you're subjective then you're a subject and then you just fall in their trap and they want to keep you thinking like a like a 12 year old kid so you need to become objective, so that you could subjectively look at your objectively look at your subject and find out what is it that the the Big Lebowski said uh, in, when he was on his trip in in the in that movie, The Big Lebowski. He said, uh, "And oh God, I forgot what it was because uh, Kenny Rogers actually wrote the song about that that inspired that." To objectively find out the condition of your condition and what your condition and what condition your condition is in. <laughs>
1: it's been a while since i've watched it and now i want to watch it again
0: yeah you'll have to watch it because that's what he said when he was on his trip when she was breeding with him he said i was trying to figure out what what my i had to take a look objectively at my condition and find out just exactly what condition my condition was in (laughs) right well oh yeah it's so it's and that's a song by kenny rogers he wrote that song and he was repeating the line from Kenny Rogers' song that he wrote in, like, 1978. And people don't even know Kenny Rogers was a songwriter before he were, before he got popular as a singer.
1: Right. Yeah. And he
0: wrote shit that was, he was on ayahuasca and DMT back in the day. And so he wrote stuff back then that isn't The Gambler. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, even the gambler is, is is a is is a parable. If you pay attention to the gambler, it's not just some old guy asleep who was really good at cards. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with coming of age and understanding the universe and how things work. And that's why the whole song. But they're but they he does it like a bard, and he's singing to you. And you got to know when to hold them when to hold them. The whole thing is trying to tell you <coughs> your surroundings your life and, and becoming a, an adult, not becoming a man. A lot of people say it's, Oh, it's him becoming a man. No, it's him becoming an adult and understanding. And, and hey, that word again. I don't stand under anyone. So understanding and realizing the nature of the beast and the nature of the universe and what exactly is happening to you here. That song was about being stuck wow. and no one knows it. They think it's about playing cards and not getting arrested or shot. Yeah. That's low level. That, that's a microcosm yes. to the macrocosm that that song was about. Everything, if you pay attention to it, guys, there isn't much that doesn't have like a hundred different meanings. Yes. Cracked into everything that you see and hear. It's Unless there. It's... You just don't know it until you unpack that onion and start peeling those layers back.
1: Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, pretty much. pretty much said it.
0: Right, I know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, and I, um, I probably. Yeah, see, Peter
0: was talking about David Bowie, right? He's talking oh. about David Bowie. David Bowie wrote the song Starman, which, uh, which was a movie that the Big Lebowski was in, the Starman. Well, what's his name was in that uh, movie, playing the Starman. By the way. Oh, um,
1: are you talking about Tron?
0: What's that, Tron or oh, Tron? That's another one. Yeah, he was in that too. Tron and Tron Legacy was a story about being stuck, and that one has to do with the AI god. Before the AI God was an AI God, it was a prediction. And if you look at that entire thing, the MCP program was uh, Skynet before there was the Skynet. The whole idea of the Terminator came out of the video game and storyboards that became the video game. It became the movie Tron. It's yeah,
1: it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I probably do need to start to wrap up, but I just wanted to That's say okay.
0: we're at five We're at one hour and 38 minutes. So anytime that we want to do that, we're already running long and I talked more than I should have. So we'll have to have you come back and I'll shut up and let you talk. <laughs> <That's, me. laughs>
1: this is fun. I've enjoyed this very much. Um, I just wanted to say one thing, tapping into this, um, what we're talking about, the music and the films and everything. Um, the un. Or the subconscious expression of knowledge and information that we are all able to learn from at different points in our time that's why i have chosen to really emphasize um, with people how important it is to feel free to express also why i feel like a lot of outside forces have been trying to keep us from learning how to uh help in a healthy way express um so the more that you express yourself The more, (laughs) the more you're able to not only learn and understand, but also.
0: I hate that programmed word. We don't stand under anyone.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And we just say it off the cuff because they've programmed our whole lives. So I I have have, myself and many other people. It started with Michael Tellinger for me. Michael Tellinger said that when I was talking to him, uh, we were interviewing him seven years ago. And he said, I don't understand, I don't understand under anyone. So I never say that word. And from that day I went, wow, I never thought about that. And that was when I started learning. That was when I had a, a conversation with the rabbi and the rabbi was playing the, the God's advocate instead of the devil's advocate. And he was saying, I have an objective uh, part of me being God and you, you all are me. So you need to realize that you need to be objective, not subjective." And to be subjective means you're being a subject. That means you're standing under someone and right. we don't stand under anyone. And I went, wow, Michael Tellinger told me that eight years ago. And here this guy's telling me this now as speaking as God. And I, and so I tell that story a lot and I tell, and I say, every time I say the word understand, I go, Oh, there's that word. Get that out of there. Strike that, put a line through it. Inner stand or I get right. Cause we don't stand under anyone.
1: Right. I love that. I love that.
0: See, that's the secret, what they were trying to tell us back in the 80s and 90s, is that all the negative energy that we, that we have bottled up in us, we have to push out and replace it with positive. And there's some that are so secretive and sneaky, like that word, that we don't get it. Citizen is another one. Look up that word. Citizen is just another word for slave, right? So when someone calls you a citizen, uh, you know, then they're calling you a slave. Uh, you know, this, this whole equity. Equity means slavery, Look up that word and find out what equity means. And you have this progressive wokeness on this planet now calling everything that was equality before calling it equity. And they're telling everyone that it means equality. And the people that they're telling the word equity to are those people they're trying to re-enslave. And people don't realize that. Okay. So look up the word equity and see what it means. It means it talks about protecting yourself against slaves. That's what equity means. Okay, that's why when you have a house, you have equity in your house. Equity in your house is assurance that you keep your house because you have monetary money protecting your house against what? Losing your house. So when you apply equity to a human being, what is that telling you? It means that you have monetary investment in something that protects you from the human you're talking to.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's so. It's so. It's so. I can't even. I can't even really accept it in some ways because I I laugh often when people talk about owning property. Yeah. Or owning things. Yeah. Because there actually is no way to
0: to own. Yeah.
1: Anything, especially not things that can change or be disposed of or disintegrate.
0: Like people say, yeah. you know, this rock, I own this land and this, and this rock. That rock is alive. Yeah. If well, you read the Law of One, they specifically asked Raw during the Law of One, when building the pyramids, how was it that you were able to move the stones? Ra said the stones are alive. So we just asked the stones using... The power of creation and reminding the stone that the stone, in fact, is also that same creation and that that stone has that same creation because the stone has a soul just like you and I do. And then the soul agreed to move and then it moved where we needed it to move and became the shape we needed it to become because we asked it to. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's, oh man, (laughs) I don't know how many times... I've like, I've had over the years situations with people who, have, and I'm going back to this property thing, um, who are like, oh yeah, I got this property and then I lost it or it fell through or I couldn't attain, obtain this property or right. things started happening that were not good on this property. I'm like, what well, did you ask the people, the, you know, the, the energy, energy of, of the, the property? property? Did you... Yeah. Talk to them and Did see you if communicate it's cool. With those who are you, occupying that land. Yeah, <laughs> that so imagine, land? Yeah. yeah. So imagine all of these cities that we exist yeah. in right now, where all the, the things that existed before those cities are just kind of like, are you yep. for all real? The, plants, right now? the trees,
0: the animals, even an ant, people. An yeah. ant becomes a human eventually when they graduate from 2D to 3D. Mm-hmm. So does the plant. So does the tree. So does the concrete that you mix. So does the ground, the dirt itself. Everything is a part of creation. The creation was created by the universe, and the creation of the universe was created by the word logos. That's the word of God, the word of the creator, whatever you want to call that, Godhead, which is a a male, female, androgynous uh, entity that is beyond our capacity for rational thought. That energy is in everything, and that's what makes us, what we are and it makes everything what it is even this microphone right here is a rock and that rock is part of the inner same energy and that energy is alive and coherent its job is to not look like it is right <laughs> but it is the wind that's blowing from this fan is alive and coherent because it's part of the creation and it is in the creation just as much as you and i or anything else is all of us that's why and they told neo be the spoon understand the concept be the spoon he was saying you need to communicate with the spoon and become the spoon to understand the spoon to then ask the spoon to bend
1: yeah Yeah, that's what that kid was
0: trying to tell Neo. And a lot of people just went be the spoon and Neo didn't get it because he wasn't supposed to. But those people who were enlightened went like this in the theater when when they said be the spoon. They all went, oh, man, that was so deep and so good. And people around them were like, why is this guy applauding? Why is that girl applauding? Because they actually get what he just meant when he said
1: be the spoon. And now I just thought about this, too. And I'm like, okay, because my brain starts to make connections. And I just thought about the song Spoon Man by Soundgarden.
0: Yes, another song that yes, go guys, John <laughs> the song Spoon Man. Go back and listen and and uh, and uh, listen to that, and then think about the the scene with Neo and him saying, "Be the spoon," and the concept of why he would be the spoon and what that means spiritually for him in that guidance from that little boy who was about six, who understood that that Neo did not in his training at that time, and then listen to Soundgarden's Spoonman uh, and find out what exactly you glean was their message about what they meant when they used that term in the, in the chorus. Yeah. A little bit of homework.
1: <laughs> I always love that when we leave with homework. I, right. I end up I doing that I have actually done that.
0: People who listen to me know that I do that sometimes. I tell them, here's some homework for you, and I will check your math next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> i do that or i tell them if you want to get extra credit message me between now and before next friday and give me your answer and I, people they, they know those who are in the crowd know i do that sometimes and i do that just to test the, the people to make sure they're still paying attention because some people are sitting there listening to me and they're not really paying attention right but you know they got an earbud in and they're doing something else and i do that stuff to smack them upside the head hey you're paying attention listen here homework <laughs>
1: Right. Well, you know, and our attention span has gotten shorter and shorter with technology, yeah.
0: but. Yeah, that's why I started out back in 2016 doing 10 minute to 12 minute videos. Then I ended up doing two and three hour shows. Then I ended up doing 15 hour marathons on this, on the, on the solstices and full moons. Uh, and, and they wanted me to continue doing that. And a, and a year, two years ago or year and a, almost two, two years ago now, I quit doing that. Uh, I put together some small events on the on the solstices. We didn't do it this time. Where the the events put together that this uh, solstice was put together by Jacqueline, uh, and I'm going to assist. Normally, I'm the producer, and I sit back and I and I start at seven o'clock in the morning, and I get done at around eight or nine o'clock at my time at night. Wow. And I've been sitting here in front of this thing all day long with the, either zero or no food or little food and water, only what I bring with me. Like right in front of me now, I have. I have uh, flavored water, which is root beer flavored. I have coffee. And then I have water. (laughs) Every time I do a show, I have at least two drinks to drink. And I haven't hardly drank it. And a lot of times Denise will tell me, Leo, take a drink. Because I forget and I get dehydrated because of all the energy I transmute during the show. I'll be dehydrated by the time we're done. Because I started with this prior to, and I drank that much of the cup from up here to here before we went on the air. And I haven't drank it, I think, once.
1: Okay. Well, this actually brings a really good closing because I'm hungry. It's about 7 That's because we just 5. transmuted <laughs> a
0: shit ton of, yeah. of, uh, of energy. I'm yeah. hungry too. That's why I always say, that's why I said to you, I can't go past 6. Not just because I got to get dinner for mother, but I also get hungry because I deplete my sugar. I deplete my water, right? And then my vocal cords uh, get strained. I have this beautiful voice only because I almost lost my vocal cords back in 2012, wow. 2011. Uh, so I have this this great voice because I had a cyst on my vocal cords, and I made this sound for two years. I couldn't make any other sound. And then the cyst, like, broke loose, and I thought I lost my voice. Uh, and then I started talking, and once it came back and stopped hurting, I had this voice. And everyone wow. said, dude, you got the great radio voice. I'm like, "I right, now I see why it happened.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, there's so much meaning behind that in itself. I know. Right. That, and, yeah. you know, well, then
0: I was baptized uh, St. Leo. Right. So my baptismal name is Leonard Edward Gabriel Leo O'Neill. And Leo is the patron saint of the message bringing and the spoken word.
1: Wow. And then Gabriel, right?
0: huh? Right. Right. Isn't that crazy? So Leo again. And that was done. I didn't choose that. I chose Gabriel. Right. And Whoa. the nun chose Leo. And then and she says, I get why you did Gabriel. That works, too right? Gabriel wow. is the, is the, is the voice. Gabriel's the message bringer, but the voice was Jesus and you're not Jesus. So I'll give you Leo because you are the Leo. And I was like, wow, she gets me before I got me right. Moira McPherson was her name. I think it still is. She may still be alive. I don't know if she's still with us, but uh, Moira McPherson, and she was in her sixties in tw- in 2004 when I was baptized and um, I was baptized Uh, uh, in 2004, and then knighted the day that John Paul II died. So I was knighted by the church on the day that if he gets canonized, will be the day of his sainthood. And uh, myself and 54 other knights worldwide were knighted on that day. All 54 of us were united in the same place. We'll be the only 54. And the reason that that's important to us was that John Paul II was the Pope who actually Uh, went to the Knights of Columbus and said, we're bringing you back into the church as a holy order. So the holy order and the cycle of the Templar Knights was reunited with the church only because of John Paul II. And those only 54 of us out of the three million knights worldwide can say that we were knighted on the day of his of his sainthood, which he hasn't been made a saint yet, but he will be. Isn't that crazy?
1: yeah that is crazy well yeah. it's it's it makes sense i mean if his energy were just to disperse from his body at the time that, that was happening it could get distributed into these 54 people and then be that's what we out. said
0: but we didn't want it we don't want to like go you know and brag but we're like <laughs> we, all of us together are like that happened for a reason we got some of his energy for this he gave his life and we were literally outside i'm getting gooseies talking about it we're in the parking lot mustering to go in and take a knee and have the sword and the whole nine's, uh go on, which I'm not supposed to talk about uh, because of what was, you know, the, the nighting. But if you watch the movie, uh, the documentary, docudrama, uh, kingdom of heaven, when his, when his, when Bailey and knights everybody, the words that he uses, in fact, even smacking the dude in the face backhanding him is the actual real oath. Wow. They weren't supposed to publish that, but they did it's the real oath that you give to a knight when he says how he knights them and he says that to everybody be upright uh, in your in your teaching speak the truth even if it leads to your death safeguard the helpless and the rest of what he says then they left out a couple of lines but then he backhands one of the knights and says and that's so that you don't forget it that's real wow that's real they tell you all of this stuff and then they fucking backhand you <laughs> they do it right all of us when we got knighted <laughs> Slapped and which, in the face. And that's so you don't forget it. And well, and also so knows. you
1: know what it means to be backhanded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. But it's done to get your attention.
1: It's yeah, mean, absolutely. So that you understand
0: yeah. that it actually means something. Right. Wow. That it's not just words that they're saying that you go, yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. There's a feeling behind it. Yeah. Well, that, that whole, the whole thing is, uh, you know, there's a whole script of what they do to test you. Uh, that, that, you know, that is supposed to be secret, you know, that they test you uh, with with putting you through scenarios and, and things that happen uh, when you're blindfolded, when you're not, when you're uh, uh, in the middle of something else. They're so good at uh, oaths and and showing you how a single person by themselves is enough. But if you take that, you know, they, they do it with a thread. They take a, a one thread and they say one single thread is only a single thread. That's you. You're one person. But that single thread in and of itself is far, finer pieces of thread woven together okay. to make that thread. And if you take that thread and you weave it together with yet more threads, other humans just like you, you become even stronger.
1: Yes. <laughs> and they teach oh.
0: They teach you. Yes, it is the weaving, isn't it? They yeah. teach us. that's is the <laughs> weaving. They teach us the weaving and they teach us that strength in numbers and they teach us that It takes one to lead and then the rest will follow. And that's what they teach you. And they put you through grueling shit that you don't know that's happening psychologically. And then and they're trying to find who the leaders are. And they're and they're hoping, hoping that there's at least one leader in the crowd. And it happens every no, you push someone far enough. Someone's going to stand up. And I didn't know any of this. And I was the one. I was the one that stood up. There was at that time there were 78 of us, but by the time we were actually knighted, fourth degree, then we were down to 50. I think I said 54, there's 54, 58 of us. But at that time there were 78 of us. <clears throat> if you drop out before you actually become a knight, you have three, you become a brother knight, then you become a monk, and then you become a paladin, then you're knighted. Wow. So I was the one and I didn't know. I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I'm not taking this anymore. And I was the one who stood up. And I had I was there with other knights from my parish. So as soon as I started to move, they moved with me. And because they moved with me, other men who didn't know us moved with us. And we motivated almost every single one of the 78 people, which scared the people putting on the, the uh, performance because we did not no one in that magnitude in the history of these men who have been doing it for like 50 years motivated that many people that they followed me when i when i took the stage and i was in control of the mob telling them what to do and they had to come to me and say stand your men down stand them down and i knew none of these men i knew four and that was me and three other guys that were from my parish i knew none of these other men but all of them followed me and i had to stand them down i became their leader just like that And that was part of the whole lesson was that you can lead people astray if you're not true. People will follow you because they're looking for a leader. Right. So those who lead have to lead from the heart and they have to be pious. And that was the whole purpose of the entire thing. It's a way of life, not just a title that people get. If you get knighted by the queen, anybody can make a song and get knighted by the queen, make a good movie and you get knighted by the queen to become a knight in the Roman Catholic Church you have to be a certain character and invited and there are very few if any nefarious people who make it that far and actually get knighted anymore since that whole time of troubles with the with the uh, templars back during the crusades and that was what that movie was about with the kingdom of heaven because the robber knights infiltrated the 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 knighthood and made a mockery of the entire thing and destroyed the the uh, the entire uh, Knights uh, structure from the Roman Catholic Church from then until 1965. Wow! Crazy.
1: Yeah, it is, and yeah. I. It just again, just hearing all that, and then my brain comes to these these phrases, and I just think about: for every thesis, there's an antithesis.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. It all comes <laughs> from. It all comes from what they learned from all the different religions that were incorporated into the masons and the Knights, uh, And, and uh, that's why, uh, you know, assalamu alaikum, alaikum salam means the same as, you know, we translate that into English and it's, um, you know, God be with you and also with you. They show that in the movie when uh, the, when the Saracens are praying and uh, he looks at Balian and he's, and the, the, the guys are saying, assalamu alaikum, alaikum salam. And he says, uh, and he says to them, This means uh, peace be upon you and also you. And he says, we have words that are very similar. Yeah, because the Roman Catholics say peace be with you. And the response to that is and also with you. It's the same that the Muslims say. They just say it in Arabic. Means the same thing. So the religions are closer together than people realize. And the semantics are the nefarious evil entities splitting the churches into a thousand splinters by changing certain little teeny things in the church that makes you think that your religion is different than someone else's. That's why I don't like religion. I only like spirituality.
1: I, I also agree with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Very much try and follow that.
0: Yeah. That's why I don't, even though I am a minister and I have a, t- a title and a, and a license, I could start my own church or go and get uh, an interview and get a Christian church somewhere and I won't do it. Why? Because I don't believe in religion. That's a money-making scheme and a control over the masses. Right. I believe in the spirituality, the way Jesus was teaching it, the way Muhammad was teaching it, the way everybody in history was teaching it. And all those people died for it. Right? I mean, look at Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi was teaching the same spirituality, and they killed him. Stephen Biko, whose name no, no one remembers, but they remember his next in command, who was Nelson Mandela. Stephen Biko, well... Um, killed himself in a cell by hanging himself. Sound familiar? Right? Epstein? I'm sorry. <coughs> what was that? What was that? Wow. Wow. Yeah. So Stephen Biko killed himself, died in a cell in South Africa, but Nelson Mandela did not. And Nelson Mandela took up his mantle and became eventually free and the president of freed South Africa. He continues Stephen Biko's legend. Stephen Biko is a word that Americans don't even recognize and and realize who he was. Stephen Biko was the face of killing apartheid. And then he died because of it. So he was South Africa's version of, of, you know, of, uh, uh, of uh, um, uh, Gandhi or Martin Luther here in America. Same savior character, same hero character. Up to the same exact thing. Freeing of people's minds, not just a color of a skin. But freeing of people's minds and their spirituality and giving them back free will and free thinking. More importantly, freedom, not just because of a color. That's not what he was talking about. Listen to what Malcolm X thought he was talking about a color, fight the power. That's not what he was talking about. Look it up. Listen to those men speak and you will find out the message that they were telling you was the same that Mohammed almost died for the same that Jesus did die for the same that Moses died for same that these people in history all over the world died for and it was freedom of the mind and of the spirit right, right? that's a good way of, of ending it right
1: yeah. <laughs> i wasn't um, trying yeah.
0: to be cool yeah, i was, was just and then i realized wait what you're saying you might as well throw in the inflictions here and make it very biblical sounding because it was i was just going to say it and it come out this way but i was like no 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 Go, go with, run with the theatrics. Let it yes. run. Let, let it ride. ride. Let it ride. <laughs>
1: Beautiful.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. We'll have to have you back. You and I will have to talk more off camera, obviously, but uh, we'll have to have you come back and I'll shut up and won't talk as much next time. I'll let you uh, talk and I'll take more uh, questions from the crowd. They're used to listening to me and, and, and saying things. I'm trying to get them used back to used to having people like being interviewed because on Wednesdays on School Island, we're going to be doing a lot more of that. Fridays, I'm going to go back to redoing the law of one. Talked about that early on. Uh, I did it in 2017. Took me two years and 10 months every Friday. I'm going to start over from uh, session one. uh, And uh, I'm going to start next Friday, session one, the law of one. And I'm going to continue doing that again from the perspective of my more awake mind than in 2017. If you can imagine that, I can because I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and then I can't wait to see what happens in five years. I might be doing the law of one again. <laughs> <laughs> right. As I become uh, everything that I see uh, it also is unpacking that vibration from where I achieve. So it's unlimited to where that knowledge is going to go. People, uh, right. and you guys are doing it, too. All of us are doing it, all of us together together are doing this and and it's happening exponentially in a way that has never been before seen on this planet and not in the last hundred thousand years. We were at this pendulum that was way, way into the darkness. And then it took 11, 12 times from one individual being to come through to the people of this planet in different guises all over the planet. And every single one of those Beings who came through their information is still with us in history And if you make the connection you see what I'm talking about Marduk was Jesus Christ Thor was Jesus Christ Those were the same people and their parents his parents were the same parents of Jesus The same parents of Marduk the same parents And if you look at the story of what they all did they did the same thing What no they didn't Marduk fought had to fight what Tiamat the dragon Thor fought what? The dragon of the North Sea. Jesus fought what? The serpent in the garden. The dragon in the garden. Oh, right.
1: Thank you for saying that because I do. At some point, we should talk about this. Obviously, not today because my stomach's growling. But I know my time. Um, <laughs> the the kundalini. Um and yeah, we didn't how, even touch
0: on that much. We just mentioned it. We'll have to do another show just on that.
1: Yeah, because of the there's very much positive attributes Sarah, of a,
0: that. Quadro, Kundalini, yeah. There also
1: uh, is some dangerous aspects if yes. not understood in the right way.
0: Yes, because that magic with a cane. If you don't understand and transmute it, there's a song. Um I'm trying to think of the name, but I always forget this, but there's a song by uh, by Tool. Uh, where they explain that entire process, and at the, the very end of the song, the kundalini energy with eyes open, eyes wide open, uh, flows in. The kundalini energy comes in as two fish that are eyeballs that are trailing all the energy, and they and they do this, and they go into each foot, and then it comes around, and it and it goes like this through the entire body, and it goes to every chakra point, and incorporates and then and, and crystallizes each chakra. And it goes all the way up through to the crown chakra and then it explodes and expands and the eyes become a billion eyes and it expands out into the universe. And then that visual expands even further and becomes and becomes the ganglia and the electronic uh, 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 portions of the brain that the ganglia are where the, where the neurons are firing on. And that becomes and the universe and it goes back to the, to the, uh, to the torus the globe that is the three six and nine that is the entire universal mind and the whole thing expands your consciousness into that which is the universe visually as well as the song itself. And I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, but those of you who listen to me before you guys know because we've talked about it many times And the visuals tools, one of the greatest bands of all time when it comes to spirituality and mathematics involved in their music. Uh, they literally do a song that has the, the energy uh the music notes that are the three six and nine uh and and they actually and then uh um uh what's his name the the lead singer said he could have done better with that and and, and if he was more awake back then when he wrote the song uh he would have done even better so they did uh, on their next two albums they they uh went even further with that. And they also talk about a a, a, a DMT trip and a ayahuasca trip and a couple of their songs. You just got to listen to it. But that, all of their songs are about being stuck and being awakened and spirituality and their spiritual drive to uh, awakeness. There isn't a single song that they have put out on any album that doesn't have that that whole entire dynamic to it. And most people just think they're a heavy metal band.
1: Right. Yeah. Yep. And they're, they're
0: incredible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Love that band. Greatest band. Uh, what's his name? Danny Carey probably will go down in history to drummers. Anyway, is the greatest drummer in the history of the universe. The greatest drummer in the history of the universe. And, and I've, I've mentioned it many times. If you go and watch people who critique his stuff, drummers who teach drumming and teach drum theory go, Oh my God he has gone to a place that I don't even understand the math of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's he, yeah interesting uh, too, that you bring that up because um, the, the drummer of Porcupine Tree um, has a pretty, pretty uh, beautiful connection with Danny Carey and he is also a brilliant drummer.
0: Ah, see that's a, they're, they're like, they're like the masons. That, that's like Hermes Trismegistus on drums.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. He's figured it out. Right, he's figured it out. Right? Figuring it figured out. It out. He knows the
0: <laughs> secrets to the universe, yeah. and he's only telling and that's the a language. limited few people, yeah. just like Hermes Trismegistus, right? That means three times great, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, and you guys can look up Hermes, and you'll see Hermes was venerated as a god by Egyptians, okay? So Hermes, and Hermes the god, have become one even the freemasons will tell you that that Hermes Trismegistus was originally a freemason but what he knew was akin to Hermes the god so now they equate the two as one okay so when when Hermes Trismegistus three times great is because he became a godhead with the knowledge that he knew and I just said and anybody who knows Danny Carey knows that he's Hermes Trismegistus on the drums he's figured out the universe and he uses the drums to tell you about it he doesn't build buildings he builds songs and he right. builds the the bard songs and he plays them for you and there's a, you know and then you have Maynard who sings the words to the bard song that he puts together with this with the other crew and they know what they're doing mathematically and anybody who says they don't it doesn't know what they're talking about he did 32 time 32 time drums and then he did them separately at live with one entire drum uh, a sequence with his right hand and an entire separate drum sequence with his left hand, his right foot on one bass pedal and his left foot on the other bass pedal. And he played two separate rhythms at 32 or 33 time. That's why his yeah. number is 33. And that's why he always wears the number 33 that uh, Larry Bird wore. Larry Bird wore that number for a reason. Didn't just pick that number out of his hat. Okay. And so, gonna, And if you understand that, you understand Danny Carey. If you understand that, you understand what I just said. And if you don't understand any of this, look it up, man. It'll blow your <laughs> fucking mind. <Anyway. laughs>
1: yes. And I'll just end with saying that 23 is my number. So if anyone wants to dissect that while we're off of this.
0: Right. Right. Have fun with that. Yeah. But I didn't even know what it meant. And the Oracle, one of the Oracles told me that my number was 33. And I was like, what? And so I always tell everybody, I'm not lying. September 10th, 1967. 9 10 67. Add those up, figure it out. Diminish them however you want. When you get there it's 33. 33 can become 11 or 22 or 1. Right? Yes. But but no other numbers. It's 33. 33 is the ascended master. So there's only there's not a lot of us out there, but those of us who were born. And that's why when they say Jesus was originally born a Leo and they all think it was July, I'm like, "No, no, no." He was born at the same number sequence as a 33. So he was either born September 10th, you know, in the year that he was born, or I think because he he was supposedly born in like 2 AD. So if that's the case, then if he was in September somewhere, it would have to be like the 11th or 12th or 13th to get the 3, the 33. Yeah. Uh, So it would have to be somewhere around there, but it was somewhere mid-September or mid-July. Those are the only ways – Those numbers only work in, like, there's a block, okay? There's a block of about four days in every month, okay? And it's not December 24th. (laughs) Doesn't matter what, or December 25th, it doesn't matter what month you put his birth in. If you put him in December and you put him anywhere, uh, 22nd, 23rd, or 24th, and you try to figure him out and, and when he was born, if he was born the year zero or the year one or anywhere in between there, it wasn't born in December, not that late. If it was in December, it was somewhere between 9 and 13. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> anyway. So, all right, guys. This has been Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow. Depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. I always like to say that, but I should change it to when you are on the show, right? 44, yeah, Denise, 44 gets, uh, gets, uh, so it's four. So isn't it four plus four becomes eight and then eight becomes four. So eight, so 44 would be four, right? Now mm-hmm. what that ends up being? Yes. Yeah. So 40, so you, you, everything goes down to its root number, right? The only time you yeah. don't do that is 11, 22 and 33, because those are the numbers of, of masters. Any other number you put the two together and then you, you add those up and then you diminish it. So you could take the threes and put them together and diminish the, the two threes or a six, right? Three plus three equals six. And then six becomes three. That's that's the, the lowest number. Uh, okay. But the 33 is still the three, which is the three energy, which is three plus three equals six. And three plus six, you know, three, six, nine. So when you get to the three, if you come down to a three, it's still the 33 only on a lower, on a microcosm. And, and I, I only learned that because I had to. <laughs> I only learned that because I had to so 44 would end up being a, 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 a 8 which was ends up being a 4 so All look right. up your life number 4 uh, mm-hmm. and I'll almost guarantee that you'll read that and go oh I'm the poster child right for that when I read what 33 meant I went okay I get it and that made more sense to with the conversation that I had with Frere when she said shut the fuck up and get back to work <laughs> do your job <laughs> I made more sense then I was like oh yeah I get it now.
1: Yeah, my life path number is actually six. But the number that I've been working with since right. I, since the major awakening has been 23. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that is just the evolution of the understanding of that number.
0: That, that's, yeah. And then six becomes the three. So, again, it's the same. It's three plus three equals six. Right? So it's the energy that is us. We are the three energy the energy of the space time or the planet is another three energy. So our energy plus our intention, or we put our intention, right? It's the charm of making. Do you know what the charm of making is? I know it in the Gaelic. I don't know it in the Welsh. It's very similar, but I know it in the Gaelic. That's the Gaelic, but I've heard it in though, in the Welsh and it's, it's more beautiful than Welsh, but it sounds almost identical. And that means right. Anal Nathrach means, uh, uh, uh let me let me see if I can translate it into English again. It's a rough translation, but Anal Nathrak is all that is all that is nature. is of time and space. All that is nature and time and space do dothiel dienve, do heed my intention. So it's the, it's telling you the three energy, which is my, my energy, my intention, Three plus my intention, which is the three energy. Three plus three equals six six is space-time then you take your intention once again my intention the three energy plus the six energy becomes you take your intention you put it into the space-time the all of the universe and that becomes what the creation energy becomes the nine the hex boson doesn't become the god but it comes becomes the god energy then when you take three once again my intention and you put it into the god energy which was my intent for the universe, when I'm calling up the universal energy and giving it an intention, that becomes the creation energy that can only become from the heart. So you then take that nine energy plus my energy that becomes 12, which is the God energy. And then when you take that energy, Right Now you're talking on the, on the creation, the Godhead, the creation. That's the hand that is, that is holding the universe or the globe in its hand that you see in space that's doing this. It's giving you the palm of the hand is the entire world. The universe is in the palm of your hand. That is what that represents when you see that hand giving you anything on anything when people show you a meme. That represents that. It represents the 12 energy. When you take 3 plus 12, it doesn't become 15. It becomes the one which is the center, which is where, the, the that's why Jesus said the, the, the uh, way to heaven is through me. He was not saying, he was not saying literally through me, but he meant through him. He meant through his heart, through his teachings, just like Thoth said in the Emerald Tablets, the way to the God is through the center of the, of the planet. And that's the Taurus, the energy of the planet. The center is the way. It's not out there in the universe. It's inside. It's spiritual. It's in you. It's inside you. To unlock the secrets to the universe, you have to unlock the energy of the 3, the 6, the 9, the 12 energy. It doesn't become 15. It becomes the 1, the 13, the 1 plus 3. The 3 plus the 1. Do you understand that? So the 3 energy, which is you, becoming the 1 Three plus one, that's why you see the 13. That's why that number is not an unlucky number. It means the God itself, the center of the universe, and your energy going there. That's what the three and the one represent. And that's why Jesus was the one with 12 apostles following him. If you look in all of the Talmuds everywhere, you see the number 13, and it's always represented by the spirit of the Savior or the hero character being the one leading the twelve. And so when you become that, when you become, that's the pneuma, that's the spark of God, the breath of life. When you become your potential, ye who have faith, if you had one ounce of faith, you could literally move mountains. That was another quote by Jesus. See, my Christian upbringing is coming through. But that was the quote by Jesus. The reason for that is if you have the faith, you have the love within you. That's the logos, the word of God. You create through your heart chakra, not your mind. Your mind is a construct, it's in this body, and it's here to run this body and to tell you what you see, like a movie. Your ego talks to the mind, that's not you. You're above that. So that which is the creation in this body is your heart chakra, because that's the love point. And only those people who are in service to others can love. People who are full of themselves, narcissistic, they do not love anyone but themselves. They have no creation in them. That's why they can only control and destroy because they cannot, they have to get you to create for them by gaslighting you into believing something that is not true. Right. Because you're me, you, and everyone else who is in service to others because there's two kinds of souls, those who are in service to others and those who are in service to self. If you're in service to others, you are a good, holy soul. If you're in service to self, that is considered evil in the universe. Those people cannot create. They have to convince you to create for them
1: right
0: by proxy okay so that's what that means become becoming the one following the lead of this godhead this this savior character that is over and over come to us in many guises as men and women throughout the entire universe and the understanding the understanding there was that word again the understanding that we are ascending and can ascend to that level and then above that and unlock those which lie above that, back to the creation itself. We won't get there for probably a million years of our time, but once we all break out of this place, past, present, and future happens all at once. So the time period that we think will last a billion years before we get back to the one is truly now. That's all. So it's not as long as you think it is. It's only in this place where baby souls are that it seems like it's a long distance because we have time separated. And this is the only place time is separated. Everywhere else, time just happens. Right. Just saying. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I'm sorry I went on a tirade at the end. I do that. I get used to talking and I just, you can't shut me up. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you guys next Wednesday on Skull Island. Uh, I will be back again on Skull Island. I missed a couple of days there, but that was craziness that was going on. Um, I will be working with Jacqueline on Tuesday and Wednesday. And I think that you are too. Am I right? You're going to be uh, uh, working at some point. We'll yeah, find out, definitely. get you and Jacqueline talking and see if there's time that you can help. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll, you know, you can go on, you have your own platform, so you can go on there just like I will be doing. And just, and then, you know, people can come on and, and talk and we can just listen and uh, we'll find out exactly what she wants us, whether we're going to be live online or whether we're going to be doing an offline for them. Uh, you know, cause I can do that in the studio and just record it. And then, and then if they want a copy of it, I can send them a copy of it so they can do whatever they want with it or just remember, listen, I don't know. I have to talk to her still and find out what exactly the parameters okay. are. Right. But she, yeah. so she's doing something publicly, locally there in uh, she's in in the east coast of Canada. Uh, but she also wants to do something globally because it is the solstice. And, and we're putting together energy uh, for the solstice. There's going to be all kinds of people all over the world doing stuff because it is the solstice uh, and and I'll be doing Skull Island on Wednesday which is still part of the solstice uh, but in between there somewhere I'll be donating an hour or two uh, to help people uh, to give them a safe place to tell their stories whatever the stories are that they might be afraid to tell because they might get backlash from their family or somebody around them or friends and they don't want people to know about that that's what we do uh, over there at, at uh, uh, Psychic uh, Reading and Development as well as teaching people that they can learn their and giving them a platform to to practice their uh, abilities we also uh, assist people and guide people off camera uh, to their abilities and anybody you guys know if you're uh, one of my students you know that i do that all the time off uh, that's what i do most of the time when people are like what do you do when you're not on the air oh my god i'm always talking <laughs> <laughs> i'm not getting paid for any of it but man am i talking <laughs> everyone's like, you should start charging people. I'm like, I would go broke because nobody can afford the stuff that I do. I know friends and, and mentors that uh, used to, you know, life coach and, and as a living, I couldn't charge any person that I've helped so far anywhere near what they charge for life coaching. I couldn't do it uh, even, but only because they couldn't pay it. I could guarantee it. And these people need the help. It's what I'm here for. So I'm doing what I'm doing, trusting in the universe. To make sure that everything else is, I was told by a psychic, I'm going to be okay. I worry about that. What am I going to do? Money, this and that. The psychic was like, oh, I was on a show. She's like, oh, by the way, I'm supposed to tell you that you're going to be taken care of always. So stop worrying about money. You're going to be just fine. I'm like, what? Okay, cool. But it doesn't mean I'm going to be rich. I know that, right? And you look at every single person who's ever done this kind of work. They usually wear tatters and robes. We don't or get to be rich. Store,
1: yeah, thrift store right? clothes. That's yeah, But I choose, of, I choose a lot of that as well. But. You
0: know, it's part of being pious. It's part of the humility.
1: Right.
0: Right. I mean, if I was like a legend and everybody knew my name, I would probably get so full of myself that I would think that I was Jesus. Right? At this level, you yeah. don't. And You're then re- you'd stop you know.
1: actually hearing the word of God, ironically I mean. enough.
0: Ironically enough. Yeah, you get so <laughs> full of yourself that you can't hear anybody about yourself. The ego yeah. takes over. <laughs> right? that's yeah. apropos that's beautiful all right guys have a great night i love everybody i love any those of you five that are still here with us right now i love you guys for staying around this long yeah time. i love right. you too thank right? you this is commitment. a long time right <laughs> uh, two hours and 23 minutes of me yap yap yapping on and, and and not letting you talk as much as i should have uh, but we'll we'll do it again and like i said uh, i'll be quieter and let you take the lead
1: right? we can take turns well, I'll see what we'll do. You up. have
0: me on okay. and then you can talk over me to get me back.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least it keeps the balance.
0: <laughs> well, I, I just, you know what? I get excited and I say, just like you were saying, I say what comes to me when it does. And sometimes people go, oh my God, he's just stepping. I'm sorry. That's what came through. I was, right. say this, say these words. These words are, I have to say them. I have to get them out. I'm not making this shit up in my head. Most of it I don't remember. I go back and listen to myself and go, I said that? Holy crap! What did I just say? Oh yeah. wow, that was brilliant. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of my mouth. I said, shit! I gotta write this down. Right? <laughs> I've yes. done that. I have. I've gone. What? When did Same. I say that? I have as I don't well, remember that. Yeah. yeah. I've had people say that to me. Off. You know. Oh, I loved what you said about such and such last night. And I'm like, When did I say that? <laughs> They're like, Hour two. You don't remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go back and listen to it. Oh shit! I'm writing that down. That was brilliant. Oh, channeling that. That wasn't me. was <laughs> coming through, man. I was from over here. All right. <laughs> you guys thank have a good you. Night.
1: Yeah, thank you so much Wait, for well, having me. Tell them where they can
0: find day. you. Sorry. I got rambling here. I'm about to end this. Tell them where they can find you.
1: Oh, okay. So the main link that I suggest for everyone is linktree.com slash and Yatska. Um, I'm not sure. I can't I don't think I can add that on here anywhere. But um, I we could
0: have if I thought about it prior next time. I okay. could have put all your information up. Click, and it would have been on the screen for them to see. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, so just linktree.com slash and or if it's easier, you can actually just go to my YouTube channel, which is Winds of Change, Wisdom, and Oracle, and all the links are on any one of those videos for you to to connect with me and see what I offer and everything else.
0: Yeah, I just had my YouTube channel in March, set over 700 episodes, deleted I was deplatformed by Google.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. another reason why I'm starting to go more into, I want to have the private, a private. That's why I'm working on Fly the Crow Society, which is a private membership that cool. I can have anyone on, but it needs to be away from yeah. the, the Well, that's why
0: now that I'm, I'm not doing anything. Uh, I'm, I'm talking around the algorithms and I'm not doing any political stuff, hardly at all. Uh, and I'm staying very away from the algorithms. They don't care about spirituality, oddly enough. <laughs> <laughs> oddly enough. So, uh, but you know what? I'm one of the guys who pioneered that. We were in the think tank, all of us alien guys uh, back in, in 2017. Uh, we all got together and said, it's just not working, trying to slam this alien thing down people's um, uh, mouths. What can we do? And a lot of us got together. And we're very spiritual. And I said, we need to start going. We need to start reading the room. People listen to spirituality and they don't turn you off unless you try to sell them a religion.
1: Right. I said, said, we need to
0: start. And we all said, that's a great idea. Let's run with that. Go where they're not. It's the art of war. Go where they're not. So that started with Ubuntu and I I was in a think tank and I said, why are we trying to make Ubuntu happen in America or anywhere white people own? That's the cabal. Go where they're not. And everybody went, oh, my God, you're sneaky. And I'm like, it's The Art of War. Did you guys not read The Art of War? That That's not exactly what that means, but it's it's on its face what it means. Go where they're not. Fight them where they're not. So from that, I said, well, why are we not doing the same thing with aliens? So then we talked about it on one of my shows, and everybody laughed because I had the owner of Portal to Ascension on. And he we were talking aliens, and he says, now we're all about aliens, aliens, aliens. Now go meditate. And you guys need to understand why we're saying that. And so we had to explain to them why we were moving into that and what that has to do with everything. And then I had to explain to people really quickly and then we'll go, I had to explain to everybody that you need to realize that all that is happening uh, to us is because of a religion. Everything that is politics, everything that is business, everything that is war, everything that is nefariousness is a religion. That those people subscribe to it is the anti-religion to whatever religion that you subscribe to that is a holy good religion Satanism is not I repeat Satanism is not the devil's religion it's one but it's not the only one nefariousness is the religion in and of itself control power right Yoda talked about it. Anger, fear, aggression leads to the dark side. The dark side is, and they just said it to you earlier, they cannot create. So they can only destroy, control, and manipulate. Think about what politics is and what it means. Think about what business is what it means. Think about what capitalism is and what it means. Whatever the guise is, whatever you pretend is a capitalistic society that you live in, right? Well, it's not a democracy like America, it's the same. Those people, if you have a hierarchy with a caste system where one person is in charge and there's a pyramid below that person, that is the maritime law system that is the evil religion. And the newscasters are the sportscasters telling you the score. No different than the CNN operatives. CNN talks about sports, which is simulated war, by the way. And then the newscasters talk about sports, which is their simulated war, which is real war. Okay? It is a religion. When you realize that it is a religion, and every part of that is a religion, it makes things easier in putting it objectively into perspective, the yin to the yang or the yang to the yin. Because what is the opposite of Christianity and all these religions that are fighting splinteredly for who is more holy? What's the opposite of that? Unholy. Well, what is that? Satanism? No. That's just the big three. We turned it upside down. They took the vow do what thou wilt but harm none from the pagans and just chopped the last part off and said do what thou wilt. <laughs> that's what their motto is. They just that's bullshit. That was made up. That was where the devil his biggest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing you it didn't exist. The biggest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince you that the religion was satanism when in fact the religion was all oh, that is nefarious. When you understand that, when you understand that, there's that word again then you can look down on the yin and yang from above and you see it for the beauty of that is the dichotomy that is the dance that has to be that will never end there is no war between good and evil the war is in here the war is your soul right the war is not a physical war where we're fighting evil and stopping them from doing evil things the war is convincing enough people to rise above the reach of nefariousness and that's a spirituality that's a place of the mind not the physical body Just saying. All right, guys, have a great night. See you guys on Wednesday and then back on Friday to start the law of one and get crazier into spirituality than I did even today. (laughs) All right, guys. Hi, thanks for having us.